Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy's Cat Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, December the 22nd, 2022. Hopefully it finds you. Actually, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. Staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we have my man, BJ Gadur, in the house. But before we ask him everything under the sun, real quick, just a reminder, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app has been live, and you guys are in there. I appreciate it. If you guys are not, just a reminder, we're giving you a free seven-day trial. Jeremy Scott Fitness, that app, you guys can do it for free for a week. All my personal workouts, full programs, and nutritional content, and everything else I ramble about. If you like it, stay for a couple pennies. If you think it sucks, you guys can go somewhere else. I'm happy to send you there. And again, we are kicking off our 47-day transformation inside the app for the first time. About 98% of the content is brand new. We just filmed it. Uh, It looks pretty legit in terms of how we're going to deliver it. It's the best it's ever been, in my opinion, but also the cheapest it's ever been. It'll be the first like premium option we do inside the app. If you guys want to check it out, the link's in the show notes. JeremyScottFitness.app slash 47DayChallenge is in there. Uh, very heavy on the habits, and if you guys are really looking to make a change in the new year, this would be something I would look into. Uh, and again, you can ask me anything inside to answer everybody's questions because I'm a psychopath, but I'm there to help you every step of the way. So... JeremyScottFitness.app slash 47DayChallenge, and you guys are rocking and rolling. And you already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day. I'm actually on the road, and I brought some with me because I'm not going to go stop and get 10 servings of vegetables because that just seems miserable. So if you guys are similar to me, this is the one thing I would take with you when you go. Take the travel packs, put them in your backpack, rip them, throw them in some water, slam it, and you are good to go. If you want to try it, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you guys a year supply of vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and we'll give you five free travel packs on top of that. If you're really curious about it and you want to give it a shot, but you're not sure you want to invest the money, hit us up as quick as you can, and Monica will send you some travel packs before the year is over right to your front door. I don't care where you live. Don't feel weird asking. I'm saying it because I want to actually help you guys. So hit us up with your address. We'll send you some. You can try it if you like it. You get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So if you're taking like 14 different pills, this is just an easy way to kind of get rid of those. Take this and at least you have some of your micronutrient needs covered for the day. You still got to eat real food, but if you can't, especially around the holidays when you're traveling, keep your immune system rocking and give your body some of the stuff it needs. So athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to pick some up or hit us up for a free sample today. Man, every time, (laughs) every time I make it a little different every time too. I'm dude. I'm only here because I just I love hearing you sell the shit out of Athletic Greens. You know, I mean, it is the best tasting greens for sure, in my opinion. There's no doubt. And uh, man, they, that company, what it's done in the last couple of years. I mean, securing all that funding and dude, they are everywhere. When I heard them in the Tyson podcast, I was and, and my wife she does a horror podcast. Yeah. And even the horror podcasts now are like promoting Athletic Greens. Because everybody needs it. Everybody needs their greens. It's, it's becoming a thing where now people will take greens, people will do mobility, people will recover. We're starting oh, yeah. to invest in worthwhile things. It's the low-hanging fruit. The least you can do is put some greens in your goddamn body. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Just put some good stuff inside your body. It's hard, though. A lot of people don't want to, man. Like a huge number of people don't want to eat or invest in anything worthwhile especially like when i travel now i really notice it i just kind of look around i'm like man you guys are not doing the right stuff you can see it in the face 
you can see a malnutrition face and it's just, it's hard to look at. And look, you've done 513 episodes in the last five years. Yeah. The least they can do is get some greens. I would think so. <laughs> I mean, 513 free episodes in five years. If people do the math on that and how much time you've invested into the podcast, it's grown to tremendous amounts, but the least they could do is get some athletic greens because it makes you healthier. Easy fix, you guys. Easy. So BJ Gadur is here, everybody. Um, for the people who don't know you, do you want to tell them anything? Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a simple story. Uh, um, fat kid um, found fitness through sport and eventually becoming a savant uh, 20 years later from just being a practitioner and uh, started, like most people do, uh, <laughs> cleaning gyms and toilets at the gyms and cardio equipment, uh, you know, racking the weights in college. I started training professors and students because they started approaching me like, well, this dude's got like, like, dude, this is like year zero. And people were like, this guy's got some tactics. And they were asking me for programs. And I sold my first $100 program, entered personal training, uh, leaving Amherst College with, uh, you know, uh, an econ and sociology major I had no interest in. So senior year, uh, blew out my knee for the final time and uh, decided to just get shredded from 275 down to like 225 in like a couple months, bro. Like the, the, that was like, you know, the peak transformation time is when you go from being like a big heavyweight and you just cut out like a couple meals a day and all of a sudden like you got abs and you're feeling great. You still got, you, you hold on to a lot of the strength. Um, you still got, you just have a natural size to you. Anyway, um, before I get off track, uh, but yeah, I did one-on-one -on -one personal training, uh, moved to boot camps, uh, and I, I've, I've been in streaming fitness since the beginning. Um, I'm, I'm now it's like it's been a decade of streaming uh, workout memberships like um, long, like longer than a decade yeah well longer when, yeah when was workout muse workout muse is 2008 so that it's been since 2008 i've been in, in the monthly online membership business it's crazy dude. and uh, it's tough it is tough especially when you do multiple memberships and um it's so competitive now we were talking about this at, at dinner last night over a whole fucking chicken did you enjoy that by the way that was great Peruvian, yeah. whole, whole Peruvian chicken, nice salad. We kept it lean last night, gentlemen and ladies. It's greens and protein. Little, now, now tonight, we'll diet seven up. Tonight, that's the question. Like, what, what, what are you feeling? We, we typically do like a steak joint, but like, if you want to be like, you know, if we want to go white trash on it, we can go to Red Lobster. This is your city, man. <laughs> this is your this is your hood, dude. I'm not from here. So you want me to pick? Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick the right one. Yeah. You probably have some spots you've been to here. Oh, I mean, we, we've done, as we've talked about, man, like as someone who loves to eat, which is why I used to be fat and why I, I like I could make maybe two more million dollars if I still didn't have such a love for food. If I just kept my diet a little tighter on the weekends yeah. like you. Yeah. Um, but I just I do. I love food. And, uh, you know, so for me, that weekly release and, and I earn it, man, the work I put in in and out of the gym. But um, it's been so disappointing because everything comes out fucking cold now. I mean, everything comes out cold. I cannot get a fucking hot meal. So it becomes a point where it's like, okay, I, I guess I'll just, you start ordering more and you start making more meals at home. And it's like, I can make a better steak at home now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just got to buy a nice cut of meat, hit it three minutes hard each side. It's like, throw some mushrooms on and uh, I'll get a better meal at home. So it's tough. It's tough to, if, to lose the, what restaurants used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've seen it too. Like there's a couple of places we went. And there's some great places we'll go to that it, they never fuck around, but you got to make a reservation like two months ahead of time. But the other ones we've been to, and I, Heather, I told her, I'm like, this is disappointing, man. 
Because, like, a lot of times, like, I'll go and I'll pay for everybody who's there. Because, like, I, I can now, so I feel, like, lucky. But I'm like, fuck, I just paid 400 bucks for some bullshit. I'm like, I could have went to In-N-Out Burger, and it would have been just fine. I could spent 15 bucks. It would have been great. Yeah. So, like, we'll just default to really basic, basic shit and making a lot of it at home, too. I mean, the mom and pop's places have held up the best. It's the corporate ones that are just like, because you, you expect to go to a steakhouse and get your mind blown. But when it's coming out, like, well done and cold, I know. you know, it, it's, and it's over 100 bucks, like the gas. <laughs> so it's like, dude, it, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, I still love to eat. But not, now I'm incentivized not to eat as much, so I guess it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, you know, it's just the times. It is. We're here. <laughs> so that's your story. Oh, yeah. No, then I spent a couple of years at Men's Health uh, changing the game as well. And, uh, like took their social media from like nothing. Oh, yeah. Blew, to... blew, blew them up for, for a year. In the first year, blew them up. The second year, when I, when I realized that this was a, ship, a sinking ship, I just started to pre- prepare to leave to go do my own thing, which is what I do now for the last five years, uh, thedailybj.com, uh, my latest and greatest stuff, uh, where I literally have, I've dedicated my life to that site the last five years. And uh, I'm, I'm, I got through the hardest two years of any new business, even though it's been in streaming, it was a new business, new brands. And, and I had the challenge of trying to get, convince people to leave men's health. And I still can't get people over. Like, it's a tough I thought it would be easier <laughs> to get people over, but dude, I'll come on this podcast. We'll kill it today. We are, we're going to, yeah. but no one's going to come over and follow me. They've already got their guy. People do not, they rarely leave their guy or their gal. You know what I'm saying? You, you got someone you relate to. And by the way, I recommend listening to less podcasts. It's just fucking you up. Find someone that resonates. <laughs> I know. F- you know, find, find a profit, follow the methods and with consistency, you'll get anywhere you need to go. We do get crossover people though. Like you and I do. Oh, for sure. And I think that is from men's health. They're, they're going to bounce between us for the next decade, bro. We both win. Yeah. When they get sick of you, they'll come to me, and I'll send them your way at some point because I'll, I'll say something stupid. But Because um, people will be like, oh, I was doing BJ's thing forever. Oh, of course. Or I've been watching or I've been doing, you know, Metashred Extreme for the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's crazy because I've never seen an episode. Dude, that first DVD I made is 10-year anniversary, and – uh this was like, it's so crazy because it was 2012 when Men's Health stepped into the DVT business. God. I mean, Beachbody had been killing it for over a decade at this point, okay? And we're talking about like 50 to 100 million customers in your collective reach. And it, it was 2012 is when they, they really wanted to go after the DVD market. But this one did crush. And I have people still like, I just got a new member yesterday to the site who has been doing that DVD series, a 12-week DVD series he's done for 10 fucking years. I was young. I, I'm so much better now than what I was, but what they got that week, what I put my body and mind through that week, um, like it, it affected me in a way and changed my life in, in a way that um, few things have. Like, but also, you know, traumatically, like, dude, you've been, you've been through this. Day three, filming that DVD, my knees were swelling. I had four more days to go in a photo shoot. My knees had already swelled. And uh, so I, as I'm going through this, I'm, I'm, I'm literally changing the workout like, okay, I got to go more hip dominance. Yeah. <laughs> got to do more bridges right now because these knees are already fucking swelling. And by the time I got to that final workout and I was in tears um, after a, a one-hour burpees workout where every minute we changed to a new uh, burpee variation. And this is me following along alone. I did this whole thing fucking alone. It pushed me to a level, man, where like, um, and you, where, you know, you want to quit so many times that every time you don't quit, your confidence just keeps fucking bumping up. And uh, it, 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 that, that single week, 
there are things in life. I'm all about more of the marathon consistent effort. Obviously, you are. I came to this episode listening to Nonstop by Drake, and I'm like, that's the perfect song for this episode because there's two nonstop motherfuckers in here. You know, like Every day. 500 episodes in five years. And I was so consistent with my marketing that I managed to, to leave social media for six months. And in the last 10 years, I've averaged 1.36 posts a day. I could leave for six months with a mental health breakdown like I had. And I, I was so fucking consistent. I, I've, I've almost done 200 podcast episodes. Which is crazy. Too. I mean, like, you know, like just, and, and I took a year off of that. That's great. I mean, and it, what is though? But you've done so much for so long, and that's what it is. And it, but it's always just showing up every single day, and like never really missing. You can't miss. It's it's a nonstop. We're talking about it too. Like I could never imagine taking two weeks off, and until I retire, like once it's all done and I'm filthy, um, sure. But like uh, the amount of work that has to get done, like in this competitive environment, we're do we're competing against. Um, some real savages right now in this space. Everyone knows how to fucking edit video, do voiceover. Uh, they're smart enough to, to spell. Like, there are people that can spell now in fitness. This, yeah. this used to be like, you spell, you got you can make money in this industry. Now, like, you got to be able to put together not only sentences, all right, but you got to be able to speak with energy. Like, you'd be like an actor, too. Um, so the demands on us have never been higher. And in a competitive environment, you either get better or you get worse. Well, and it's the world, too. You're competing with the world. On a digital stage, yep. which is different because we have people who buy our shit in God knows how many countries, but they have a guy down the street. They have another guy there, but like you're competing with everybody hundred percent all the time. The cool thing is, is there's a shit ton of people out there. Um, the, the good part is the consumer is getting smarter, but there's still this major lag where it's confusing. It's like if you, I, I take my car to a mechanic and he opens up the hood and he starts pointing at a bunch of shit and he starts saying stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I know about four things. But that's kind of how I think of like a fitness consumer. They know about four different things. But the rest of it, half these people out here, and I'm not going to say names, like are just saying bullshit. Like it's not real stuff. And the workouts are less than ideal in my opinion. And that's, you know, just me judging. But a normal person doesn't see, oh, well, they have a cute outfit and this looks great. So I'm going to give them my money. And it's getting better, but there's still a lot of that. And it's it's the hard part where, and you felt it too, where you know so much and you've done it for so long and you're like, well, fuck, what I'm doing is like a premium option, but people are just going to buy this because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. But if you do it consistently, like you'll win. But that's the hard part. You got to be in it for decades. A long time. You got to be also, you're going to die a couple times along the way. There's there's a rebirth, like every three to five years, um, you know, because the ebbs and flows of this, like, if you're an entrepreneur and you know, like, I mean, by the way, like a successful one, you know what I'm saying? Like, not just one that like, uh, like someone who actually has made money and made money for a long time. Yeah. And you understand the sacrifice involved. Um, you know, it's really difficult uh, to, you know, A, let it go. Because we we're in so deep now. Like, if you even wanted to change something at this point, man, we put so much time into this that you, you just have to, even if you don't like it now, which I was experiencing, like, I really fucking hate this. I'm so sick of talking about the same thing. But that's because I was, I was uh, hating the process. And when you, like you, I can tell you love the process because, because you set the process up in a way where you get a dopamine response every fucking time. You go through the process because you win. You get all these fucking small wins nonstop. And uh, the collective effort, the snowball effect of that is fi- what happens after 500 episodes in five years. Well, I was talking about this the other day. I think it was with Doug White. And the only 
thing I said that would be cool, that would be different, is if my brain was still attached to, like, when I was 25. Like, when I was 25 or 24, 23, whatever, I would go lift and then get all pumped up and, like, want to go to the grocery store. Or want to go to the post office so people could see how fucking jacked oh, I yeah, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was cool. Now, I wear a hoodie and long sleeves everywhere. Like, if we go to a resort, like Heather and I, and I'm at the pool, I wear a long sleeve the whole time until I get in the water. Because I'm like, I'm just that fucking asshole, dude, who's, like, super <laughs> shredded just getting in the pool. Like, I don't want the attention. Can't wait to tur- take this shirt off. Like, it's it's I'm uncomfortable because it's not my personality type, even though by, like, social media, people would think something different. The point I'm getting at is I used to get this like dopamine hit when you're like, Hey man, you're in this magazine this month, or you're on this social media site, or you, this video got, you know, a fucking million views or whatever. And now I'm like, I don't even look at the numbers. I don't give a shit. I post it. The shirtless stuff still obviously does well. Cause that's the fucking world we live in. Yep. But I, it's, it's like, I'm dead inside to that. So I, I have to find it in other ways, but I still do get like, I'm a process guy though. Like, I don't care about the fucking wins. I just like doing the thing that gets you the wins. But here, here's the reality, and this is this will be an unpopular thing to say. I'll explain it further. Um, but my reality of what I've understood to be this business for the last two decades, still in it, by the way, a lot of people aren't. Like, not only in it, but uh, have rebuilt my business in the last year because of some words you shared with me a year ago, almost a year ago to the day where we did the last podcast. By the way, this will be a more uplifting episode. Yeah. I, I would never listen back to that, but uh, I'm sure well, there was a lot of... And I'm going to interrupt you there. Did you know that's the number one most listened to podcast I've done? Holy shit. Yeah, it just like did it the other day. You got to tell me some numbers uh, off, off mic. Like 100, dude. 100,000? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, because it was like my house one was getting like up there forever my house one was there it's weird because when i did like we sold paid off our house whatever um that wasn't number one for a long time and then eventually like something happened and it became number one and it was number one for like ever and then yours was like not even i mean it was a lot but then it was like in number eight and then i would like i don't look at it much but i'll go back and it's like number six and then all of a sudden I come back and like it's number four. And I'm like, and then it was like, <laughs> you know, fucking 95 or what is it? What was it like? 95% of fat loss comes from this. Then you pass that one. Most of them are like bullshit, like how to lose belly fat in like a fucking a month or something. But yeah, it just became like number one. I've got a feeling the reason it happened is because I've taken my marketing efforts to a level that uh, I couldn't even attain at men's health um, in terms of output and, uh, and also like really focusing on what got me to where I am today, like aside from all the antics or what you might think of me personally, um, like I'm about my fucking business. I come super prepared and I bring a real polish and professionalism to what I do and that's what people loved at Men's Health. No BS, straight to the point. I'm not going to waste a fucking second of your time. Everything will be actionable right away today. And uh, I, lost, I, got, I lost that formula um, and uh, lost my way. But when I was here with you, we went to dinner that night. Um, and, and I started singing. In the, dude, I was in... You could have let me... Next time this happens, just like let me know. You were... Just tell me to stop. But I sang in the shower. Uh, was American Woman to your mom? Yeah. To well, your mom. Cause, but did you put... <laughs> I'm trying to remember because what you did was, but that's just like, that's like you though. Like that's part of who you are. Like uh, not to like social media, but like in your, yeah, yeah. In, in real your, life. Sure. In your normal life. Cause you're two different. We all are. Yeah. Yeah. You're two different people. Like you really are. And I don't, I'm not saying like negatively, like you're not real, but when the camera comes on, you have this gift, like this other fucking human shows up and like you see it on men's health. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like this dude's fucking good. I like within the that, first man. two Thank minutes you. you're talking and I'm like, 
fuck, dude. I'm like, this is a different thing here. But I, th- I can't remember if this was on real social media or you were just texting it to me. You got like these old pictures of me and like my mom, like rollerblading and, and shit. And you would like Photoshop your head like we, onto my we body. Have to, we have to share the, I'm going to send these to you because every once in a while, my fucking iPhone, like, you know, they give you the, the memories, the memories. Yeah. And I see, I see a picture of my head on your child body. Yeah. That's what I mean. Roller skating, holding your mom's hand. Mm-hmm. And I have, dude, I have, I have a gut laugh and I, I show my wife and, uh, you know, so we got, I got to send them to you and you got to post them on social media with yeah, this episode. I will. Um, and there's some other really good ones. Like there's uh, pictures of me, like when I was doing that whole like R&B singing, I would take requests. And the problem was I got in the mindset of, you know, uh, be yourself, be authentic. And, um, you know, also, uh, you know, interact with your fans. And so I did that and just took requests. And then like 1% of the people loved it. The other 90% that wanted to pay me money fucking hated it. So for me, my personality gets in the way of my, my business. But when I went, originally what I was going to say to you is when my body is tight, my business is right. If I'm locked in and dialed in physically, what that unlocks for me in terms of my creativity, like the workouts I make are fucking straight fire because I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a tempo now where my mind is on it all day and I'm, pl- I'm just constantly planning workouts and uh, you know, tips and like, I'm just in that motor, like it hits a snowball and I just, it doesn't stop. And then I, I've managed to find ways to use breathing and meditation to be able to kind of disconnect slightly. But you know what I'm talking about where you're like, you go serial killer mode, terminator mode until like, uh, it's done and it's not going to be done for 10 years for me. So I'm at that tempo right now. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get on this episode because I know personally from my experience in this, I'm on the verge of finally realizing my potential. I don't know what that potential will be. But for me, I've been underperforming for a long time. I told you in, uh, yesterday that I've never had a budget for my business. I have never worked with a schedule. I literally just, dude, I, I, like, I, I have it in my head and I just got to like, try to get it done. I lived at that level of pushing myself to insane deadlines to pull the best out of me, which it did. That speed shred like, where I feel like I'm going to die, the, the pressure makes diamonds was happening like, on an hourly basis. And I just, you squeeze out whatever it takes to get it done at a great cost to try to do that monthly buried me at 40. It buried me, bro. And, uh, that, that's really what it was. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not only, uh, I'm a year ahead on content. I can post three posts a day for a year. I've got, I've got the content like it's, it's done. I mean, cause I, I've got catalogs of, of content, um, from like 2019 that people paid 200 bucks a month for. Now it looks like shit because it was 2019 phones yeah. and it was just one take shots. Uh, like most of the time the sun is like, I'm like looking up at the sun on Pacific coast highway. Like I can't see a fucking thing. I hope they can see me. Um, and, uh, but that content is new to them and, uh, the workouts were fucking fire. And, uh, but th- th- because I have such a, I've evolved the product so far the last four years, like do like constantly refining and fine tuning the product. Um, it's so polished right now that sharing something that someone paid 200 bucks a month for four years ago, it would be stupid not to give for free because they're just they're going to want to want they're going to want to want more. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a level of uh, going back to the body piece, the confidence, the creativity. Um, it, it's it's what you've got three seconds when you make a piece of content to capture someone, and the quickest way to do it is visually. And if you're just <laughs> if you, you know how it is, if you're two to four percent leaner. Oh, dude. You go from getting uh, someone going through here to like guaranteed 
someone's going to stop and listen to what you have to say. And it's, it's at a great cost. You know the cost, the dietary cost. You, well, you, you never work with energy. No, you're, it's tough for people who are listening, especially if you're like you're in fitness and you want to be on the internet and you're not like a fucking super genius, then if, and I ain't that. So I have to look a certain way, like to get people to stop and scroll. Now I can provide you a ton of value, but if you don't, and again, I have a lot of friends like who are good coaches, like they're really fucking good. You'll never know their names. You'll never see their stuff. They'll never make the money that I get to make because I'm here. So the point you're driving at is like, we game it on the internet. Yep. Like, okay, where's the light good? Um, what's the still like screen look like? How can I stop it in the perfect spot? The amount of fucking time that I've wasted looking at my goddamn self, like to stop it on a certain image and angle just so it can get people. To oh click. yeah. But, and I do that like, and I know it's bullshit, but it's not cause it is really me and it is really like working out. But if I don't do that, there's so many of you listening who never come to me and like get help from us and get coaching from us. So it's weird because you have to be willing to play the game enough. Look, the bottom line, bro, it, it, it's hard not to think it's vain, but it's the direct by- byproduct of your work and your word as a coach. No one wants to fucking get advice from a fat trainer uh, unless they are okay with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, they're trying to push themselves physically to a level to optimize health. For some people, they can be fat and do that. When I was fat, I could not do that. I hated myself. Everything hurts. And, um, you know, like it affect, literally affects every other aspect of your life if you don't believe in yourself. So when you can physically get these winning habits in place and it takes you to a level of like, I can fucking do anything. I got through that. No, I, I, there were literally, I knew after I got through that, I can't think of, I can't think of anyone that I know of at the time that could just do what I did. And um, that, that confidence when I was young, that, 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 dude, that fueled me because it was, it was all ego. I was trying to build a name for myself, make a lot of money because I came from nothing. You, this, we have a very similar story. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the ego come, came at such a huge cost when um, it started to like drive my motivation completely, right? My ego isn't all, all bad because I have such an ego that I will never put out a shitty workout. So it's a good thing. It's quality control. I have too much pride in my work, but the ego is a bad thing when, I'm now I'm looking for reward and what elevates me personally versus ultimately what elevates me. And this might, this might also sound, uh, you know, bad as well, but like the money's the most important thing to someone like me who comes from nothing. Yeah. So when that's right, when my body's right, that's when that that's right. Because I'm firing in all cylinders. I'm attracting the right amount of attention that you need from business owner. Um, and I've got a unique ability to be uh, incredibly professional and unprofessional simultaneously. So you, you got to be a little bit comfortable with both. But what I'm finding is I've just got to, you know, I've got to find a way to just keep it a little more, uh, just keep it focused, bro. Like I, I, I can play it safe with singles and jabs and find endless longevity in this and it'll just keep compounding annually. Or I can take some big risks and alienate people. And, and then really what I'm doing is, is a disservice to fitness because uh, they're, they're missing out on some great fucking content. And I, I'm sorry I suck so bad at giving you the message. But it's tough because I've been doing this a long time. And when I'm focused, I can give it to you at a level, at a clip, and, and level few can. When I don't want to do it, um, that I, I start singing. And that's not good for fucking business. No, it's, so. it's crazy because like you're, even the email 
because I'm on your email list, obviously. And even the email you sent out today, like, how long does that take to write? Like a year? Like whatever email you came out today. Oh, you yeah. You have 10 pictures in it. Like it's full breakdowns. I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like this is insanity. That's what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes. Two years ago, uh, and again, you know, I know you have a lot of trainers listening. They all want to be like Jeremy Scott. They want to just talk. They really don't. They just want, they, want, no, they, they, they do, but they don't, right? Yeah. They want the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, want, they want the persona and everything else. But um, what they don't know, as someone who does podcasts, there's nothing worse. Like these are great. It's a conversation yeah. with a friend, someone you trust and respect and have a lot in common with. To just talk into the ether for an hour plus about stuff that like oh by yourself by yourself like yeah. dude you have to be uh, it's 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 like a, it's a prison of the mind that few can ever understand especially like you can do it once right I sent out a newsletter five sets to failure anyone can do a set to failure a uh, uh, good amount of people in a single workout could find the strength and courage and focus to do five sets to failure but no one's doing five sets to failure uh, week to week. Very few people are. The ones that can, they're, they just have an elite level of... But you know, you know them. Yeah, you know them. You see them. We're friends. They, 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 when they walk onto the street, because I, you know, I, that's what you're talking about, like, I take my shirt off at the, at the, the hotel. Like, yeah. dude, all they see are, like, the, the biggest fucking shoulders <laughs> yeah. they've ever seen with vascularity. You're like, who is this fucking guy? They've got no clue how many reps went into those shoulders. Well, you die for it. You die for it. Yeah. And you've got, and you've got obviously, you got the right amount of genetic for it. You got the frame for it. But the work that went on to putting the meat on that frame. Oh yeah. Respect. What's your whole life? It's it's your whole life, and you can't you can't ever uh, stop doing reps. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's uh, what we were talking about. <laughs> just like the people, like just how long it takes. And what oh, it yeah, takes, yeah, yeah. the consistency, like, every single day. Oh, yeah, no. So, people, just so you're listening to this and why you should also make sure you get Athletic Greens if you haven't bought in a fitness program from this guy before. <laughs> uh, it is – I hate it. It's the, it's the least favorite thing I do, which is why I only have 200 episodes. I started mine before you, bro. Like, I should be at 700 by now. I, I, I missed I miss the podcast window. And you had the one with men's health, too. I did, yeah. And I, 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 had that, I got that up to, like, quickly 5,000 listeners. Ended up getting over that with mine – now it's like, it's like I fight for 500 to 1,000. And I share this because um, that's what happens when you, when you quit. I lost, I lost all that equity. And, and, and what happened was motherfuckers like you wouldn't stop making podcasts when people were consuming podcasts nonstop during the pandemic. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'll give you – because like, I've talked about this on here a million times. I'm like, you're the person who said – on the. I, w- I remember because I was in her home office and you go – well, this is going to be a two-year prison sentence or a two-year training camp. And I walk out of the office and I go to Heather and go, PJ says this is going to go on for two fucking years. I go, he's losing his shit, man. I mean, you were, but that wasn't when you were that losing wasn't, it. That wasn't for the reason. And I'm sitting there, I go, and then I thought about it like the next day. And I told you this last night. I'm like, well, maybe I just didn't want to believe it because I'm like, I just thought that would be a miserable fucking two years. But sure as shit it was. And so I just like woke up the next day and I'm like, I'm just going to win the pandemic, bro. Like everything's a competition, dude. We keep stats and everything. I'm going to fucking win because I'm stuck here. So what the fuck am I going to do? And most of those that year were by myself. Now I drug Heather out of the fucking dumpster because like I'd come home some days and she's face down on the couch watching like All American on Netflix. (laughs) And I'm like, you can do this for a day or two, dude. But I'm like, I'm not being around this shit. Like my house is like we're killers. And if if you're doing it, you got Norma Tex on. Yeah, and she was. Not, there's at least some recovery happening. She was dead, and I'm like, "You're gonna come on with me," but if it wasn't her, I'm like, "It's just me." 
Yep. And I'm just going to sit here and talk into this because I'm like, if I feel shitty, just because I didn't, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And I'm a huge, like, I want to do what the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. If I'm feeling bad and I live in Scottsdale and I have money and this is my wife and my dog and all my friends, blah, blah, blah. If I don't feel good, I'll go, well, the dude in Nebraska who's got three fucking kids who's stuck at home, yep. his life sucks. So I'm like, let me just show up for those guys and over and over and over. But to your point, it is not a, it's not like this, like this is fun. Yeah, no, like, it is. I'm driving to work listening to fucking, you know, the Halloween Michael Myers theme song <laughs> to do a podcast by myself for an hour and a half. I go, but I knew it would help people. But it takes a different, you're, you're wired different to do that. Just like you are and a lot of people in our space who are 100% are really good, who just like, they never fucking turn it off. No, and it, it's, it's another thing too. It's, it's total goal alignment where basically um, you, get in, you get in this insane pace where literally every action you take daily raises the collective whole if you can properly plan strategize and align your fucking habits i mean do crazy things can happen and then when you start stringing them together and it becomes like brushing your teeth um and then you start getting the compounding effect like with with just like even learning stuff um three years ago i knew nothing about breathing uh three years later like breathing has transformed my life we'll talk we can talk about that today too but like a lot of the stuff that um, you know, you invest in with huge downward return, like that shit won't tip until like three years, three years. It might take just to finally figure out how to do it properly. And then all of a sudden you unlock this treasure chest of return. And again, that's, that's a long game. Most people aren't willing to play. Well, that's what it's any industry, whether it's fitness or you pick a different career, you're dog shit. In the first three years. Oh, man. You're not good, dude. The first three years I played basketball or baseball or the first three years I lifted. The first three years I did fitness, I should probably refund all your money. Because <laughs> God knows what the fuck I was. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And But that's, to your point, that's the same thing with the breathing or with social media or with your business or yeah. writing sales copy. Everything is that. And you might not ever be great, but you'll get better if you do the reps year after year after year. But I never had this assumption of, well, I'm just going to do it for a year and be awesome. Yeah. Maybe because everything, it took me so fucking long my whole life. And I just anecdotally went back and I'm like, well, if that took me 10 years, this probably take me 10 years too. Well, dude, the other thing too is I think people think it is, again, they, they take work ethic and someone who works hard, <clears throat> excuse me, and they think that everything they do is difficult. But no, it's just, they also do a lot of easy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, there's there, how many easy things you do during the day that like, it's easy for me, like compared to all the things I do to just, uh, even increase my, I can post one extra time a day. It takes me an extra 30 minutes, but it's no effort for me. But you know, like, it's like, I've already posted earlier in the day. I've already sent out a newsletter. I've, I've now I've got it on five different platforms. I have to take a FaceTime with the clients. I got to get back to texts of VIP clients, uh, who are looking for exercise form tips or meal screenshots of their, their meals and stuff. And then I have to make new content, not just for paid members, but also to market the content. Because if you don't market your content, you make no money. Like if you're not mentioning your website on every post, you're fucking wasting your time, especially if you've built trust, right? Like we, both and I, we were talking like, um, I finally have got like collectively organized with the way I approach things. And I always, I've always gotten things on time, but now I get things to people early um, with, with even a better polish because of just finally like, putting a to-do list in place and making sure it got done um, versus just expecting my mind to figure it out. Um, and the, just the stress of that, bro, like getting rid of that stress for me, the work output goes way up. And then again, like you get like these all day long, I'm getting a daily dopamine hit. 
got this done. Oh, I got this done an hour earlier. I'm going to actually try to squeeze in something else to push the envelope further because you're in a tempo now where once the ball is rolling, you can't let it stop. You let it stop, you go from having a 5,000-plus podcast audience to, like, some of the episodes getting 300 listens. All right? Yeah, bro, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You can't stop making content. I'm That's giving, crazy. I'm trying to tell you right now, don't stop until you're done. Oh, no. When I'm done, like, I'm fucking Ron Swanson, bro. Like, oh, yeah. I'm in the woods. Like, you're, you can, you all will probably leave the accounts up. So why I'm, not? I'm, you syndicate them. Yeah. I mean, there's this, you know, and I, I joke about that because this is not, my personality type is not what this world is. Like, this was not the fucking, I just stumbled into this shit, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, how'd you get into fitness? I'm like, I didn't want to just hate my Wednesday, dude. Like, I didn't want to go to a job for some guy telling me I got to hit these goals and here's my matrix and then give me a $5,000 raise. Like, fuck that shit. So if I can just make like 30 grand a year doing fitness and like Heather doesn't leave me, like super cool, dude. And if she yeah. does, fuck it. Maybe some other girl will like me because I'm shredded, even though I'm broke. Like, <laughs> I didn't really give a fuck. Like, but that was my whole, I mean, my goals weren't big enough, but that was it. And this stuff just kind of happened around. And I, I say that because there's probably some of it I'll always want to do. Sure. Just not at the same clip because the pace is is breakneck. Like there's even – and this is me being real. Like there's times where I'm like, yeah, this is fucking – like you're doing a lot, bro. Like this is a different level that you're outputting right now. Maybe you should just like chill the fuck out. But I got, you know, here, and all of us did, out of necessity basically – Why'd you wake up at four o'clock every day? Well, cause I'm a fucking dummy and I needed to learn all this stuff and I had to work super hard and I had no money. So, and I just kept the same habits over and over and over again. Yep. And it's compounded to do all these awesome things. And that's where when I watch anybody and it doesn't have to be fitness, it could be any industry. If you're not one to do that legwork up front, it's like you're kind of shortcutting building the base, but that's what everything is built on. And especially you have to eat. I'm sorry. Like I'm an older person. Like you got to eat a shit sandwich, bro. Like For some, sure. you fucking people just, you have to, and, and you do in fitness though, too. Like you show up and you're not strong and you don't have endurance and you probably have shitty eating habits, but over time you make them better, just like your business. And then you transform into a different person. If it just happened in a year, you wouldn't become the person you need to become to like harness those skills. That For makes sure. sense. hundred percent. And look, <clears throat> as much as what we do sucks on a day-to-day -day basis, when your mindset is not proper, like if your mindset's proper, you appreciate the work because at least it's not what the alternative could be. Oh, you know, dude. like I, I still have the ability, <clears throat> you know, again, like I typically work, I work most weekends. Um, what I try to do is <clears throat> I don't have an off day, just have a light day where at least I'll work a half day, you know, and then I can, then I can treat myself to what a half day workout, you know, where I can like, you know what I mean? Like the true, the true workout experience is you can heat your body. You can do massage, you can do mobility, some activation, uh, enough warming up, spend about, you know, 30 to 45 minutes just like actually practicing a skill and getting better at it. And then, uh, you know, following that with some contrast therapy, like, you know, making it like a fucking spa day while also exercising. Yeah. That, that not only is that such a treat for me because most workouts I've got to flip from what is it like 10 hours of work to now I've got to fucking crush myself. Not always though. Uh, that's a big shift too lately for me is. You know, I tr for every hard workout, I try to do at least two easy ones and uh, to try to keep that balance in place. But um, do that, that pace is unrelenting. But I still have the ability on Wednesdays to say, you know what, let's go to get some Greek salad and then we'll take the rest of the day off. And you lose that when you work for someone else. Yeah, and the difference too, because you say this, 
especially if you're, this is way better. I'm never going to say this is not way better. I think you can be more consistent with your workouts if you just work the nine to five because you have like this set rock hard schedule and sure. nothing gets in the way. Because if you can really just leave work and work leaves there, meaning you don't take it with you and they're not going to email you, that's probably the, the best setup for that. Now, I would still prefer this because that sounds like a miserable life to me. But you're going to, especially if you're in fitness and you really want to be in fitness and you want to do all the things you say you want to do and you want to make the money in this industry, you're going to work out tired as fuck a lot of times and probably hungry and eight other things. Because how I structure my day is I give everybody everything and then I train. I almost rarely ever work with anybody after I work out. Maybe for me, two days a week, I got a dude who comes in who's super cool. I'm like, and he'll come in like, as I'm like literally doing the last couple reps and he's not that I don't train him, but he knows what he's doing. I basically just proctor it and we sit and talk shit. Everybody else, they're already done. Then I do my workout because I know when I'm done, I can't fucking help you. Dude, the most dangerous time for most people is the period of time directly after a hungry trainer finishes a workout. Yeah. Like he has, this dude is not eating yet. And he just put himself through uh, misery on the assault bike. And uh, the patience is a little bit thin. That's when, I, that's when I'm uncle baby biscuits. Uncle baby biscuits is the most dangerous yeah. is like post-workout bro. If, if I haven't had a meal in a while and that's how I end most of the days um, though, I'll, I'll, I have a midday meal. I'm not total psycho like you, bro. Yeah. I'll fucking have some like, uh, I'll have a shake or I'll have hard boiled eggs or I'll make uh protes. Protes is my jam. Like you talk about like, People listening, I know they're they're going, they're going to do all these different fucking programs. They always do, and it's good for business because right now, bro, money is in the air, and uh, mistakes I've made in my 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 business in the past. And trainers listening, you got to be willing to work your hardest in December and January. But 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 BJ, this is this is rest and recovery time. No no no, and this is like this is the time where in the fitness business, if you do it right, you can make more than half your income, and because of it's exponential power monthly, bro. You can take the overall annual on this to a level you've never experienced. Um, but if, but like it happened one time in my career where I took, I, I like, you know, these, these people would just sign up and uh, I didn't really message them at all. And I'm like, I'll just get the workout up on January 1st and no one fucking signed up, bro. It was the first December I took off and uh, the whole year was ruined. Well, the two, when you look at how corporate America trends and just how people treat the year, a lot of people will punt this time of year and a lot of people will punt August too. Oh yeah. Because, well, it's the summertime, it's the end of summer. And I'm like, dude, if you're just willing to work in those two blocks, like um, you that, still have to work dude, the rest of the year. That's when my content goes up. August, August. So August was rough because you know, we live in, it's 120 degrees. Yeah. Like I told you, I shared the story my first summer here. I think part of my mental health breakdown was, dude, I got fucking slayed in the sauna that is Palm Springs. Um, and I was doing like two hours of walking a day in the sun with hoodies on. And uh, dude, I, I took it to a level that no sane person would have taken it to. This summer, I was smart. I was only off for about 20 minutes exercising. I, I basically decided, okay, I can't, the hour walk is going to take too much out of me because it is a sauna. Like in a sauna, is a great way to train for, but for very short durations. Yeah. Because you can get so much done. There's no warm up. No. I literally go into it and joints are just falling in the right place. And I can really, uh, and it also slows you down. So you, you don't push too hard. And um, I, I would just do a 20 minute sled uh, to replace my one hour walk. Because I found that to be an, equiv an equivalent. Like, as someone who was 
uh, for a decade, I, I, I would walk an hour every day. Um, and then it got to the point where because I was overwalking and my gait was off, every time I went for a walk, I was just making the gait worse. You know, like I was missing some flexion in the ankle, the hip. I had the capsule was rest- restricted. My pelvis was like when I was, was squat, my pelvis is dipping up and turning in. So um, <laughs> for, for I, I had to basically be willing to break what was like one of my true winning habits was this, this motherfucker never misses a walk. He even walked twice most days. And uh, I didn't walk for three months. And all I did was uh, mobility in the hot tub and the pool. And, and, and it took me about three months to realign my gait um, because it, walking became bad for me because of my alignment. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't, at some point, if you don't fix the tires, especially at 40, I just turned 40, there's no margin for error at this age, bro. Like you've got to literally fucking do daily maintenance and um, you might have to be willing to do a rebuild. Like I had to go through a period of time where I had to let my muscles atrophy because areas were overdeveloped that were pulling joints out of place. And I, I was also missing, in my opinion, the aesthetic proportions that could take the look I have to the next level for the business. And um, the patience that that took, my, my ego was gone. Like I didn't go above a 25 pound bell. And I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm putting on my shorts, bro. And like, there's some space between my shorts and my legs right now. And that, that, that's really tough for someone, if it's your identity and, you, you know, uh, for you and I too, again, like if I don't, again, if I don't look my best, people don't fucking watch, you know, and, and that's the reality of the business. And some people will feel a type of way about that. But look, I've, I've been doing this for 20 years. I was here before the start of social media. I'm still here after the decimation of the fitness industry the last two years and uh, thriving, I might add, like almost the best it's ever been after the worst year I've ever had the year before, a lot of it because I came here and talked to you and you told me, bro, it's just a job. I was, I was, I was such a whiny little fucking bitch. And I don't mean that in a misogynistic way. Yeah, yeah. I got soft as fuck. I lived in Malibu for a couple of years. <laughs> That'll do it. Dude, That'll like, do it, kids. I was doing a half day of work and making enough money to just coast the rest of the month. Um, well, because I remember you told me that because we came to visit you um, and you live a you lived on PCH. Oh, dude, it was th- that, you, that was some of the best living ever. Zuma Beach is across the street. Oh. You could see the ocean from your bedroom. 100%. And after the, after the workout, in five minutes, I could drive down to, uh, or w- drive or walk down to the beach and jump in the cold-ass ocean and recover and get that fucking, that, su- that energy that you can only get from the ocean. I know. And Oof. like, I'll talk shit about California a lot for certain things, but man, like, it's hard to fuck with, like, Malibu and, like, oh, Coronado Island and Newport Beach, dude. Just, it's a different, like, we come, we go like, go to Newport a lot and, like, Coronado. And you just, like, we walk on the beach. And I'm like, man, this, I'm like, I fucking get it, dude. Like, I get why it costs $10 million to live, like, on the beach because it's fucking amazing. It's next level. But I remember being there and you were saying something similar. Like, oh, yeah, I'll do, like, all the content in, like, a day. And then I just, like, work out, do this. And, like, Heather and I are in the car and she's like what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this is a real thing. Like he's doing all this in like a day. Well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a dummy. I'm like, I got to work all fucking day. But no, no, but to, to my credit, business was, business was good for all of us. Yeah. 2018, like if you invested in Instagram, dude, in 2018 and 2019, they were just throwing, they were throwing money at you. Well, cause you would talk like, remember like we went out to dinner with Alexia. Oh yeah. Like, Hey Lex, what are you doing? And she's got like a, 10 page fucking PDF of like tips and shit. But then you would be on it and like, Hey man, if you post this and this time, like you had all this shit, you're like so deep into it. And I'm oh, like, I was, I'm like, well, I just do a video and throw it up there. But you had all the shit down, which is super helpful. 
And no, it was that, a, yeah. I mean, you're, you got to be a student of the game, and it's it, it is the game. It's marketing is marketing in this life is social media, and you have to be willing to. Um, the, the real turning point for me with it was I was because again I kept losing and losing people. Took the time off, came back. No one's listening, watching. I couldn't get um, I couldn't get any dopamine response from the work. And what I was getting, in fact, was I, I'd keep working harder, and and I'd even get a worse result. So I was actually getting disincentivized for extra work. Yeah. Um, and that can happen to you with the fucking algorithm. Algae rhythm, he's that jungle cat. Rat-a-tat-tat. He, he is very difficult to uh, maneuver. Well, again, it, it's it's timing though, right? Like It is timing. Like if you're buying real estate, you know, in Manhattan in 1850, pretty good fucking deal. 100%. Buying it today, it's a pretty shitty deal. And there's not as much to buy. And it'll cost you way too much than it's worth. That's like what social media is like you're going to start an Instagram today. Like cool, dude. It'd be, it's rough. Dude, the biggest growth I've ever had on social media and, and like a, maybe a two week period was the time you mentioned Malibu and we had those fires. Do you, I mean, do you, do you know how bad that, that fire was in 2018? Like yeah, your uh, neighbor was hosing off your, Oh shit. yeah. Had, had our neighbor not stayed by the place we were living was, would have completely burned down. Um, it burned all the way to the ocean. And we bit, we got out like just in time. Uh, we took we had an option of taking a left or a right. Had we taken a left, we would have been stuck in eight hour traffic on PCH, and the fire was literally burning to the ocean. But my wife, being like the genius that she is, she's she's like we got to go this way, and it actually had more clouds. But finally, we broke through and made it to like Santa Barbara, and uh, the smoke was gone. It, it blew all the way to Santa Barbara. That's crazy. Um, and if, you, if you're familiar with PCH, that's, that's like a two-hour drive. Yeah, it's legit. It's legit. So, um, but, I'm, you know, like, I didn't know if I had a home. All our belongings were there. And for me, what it gave me is a focus of, okay, we got a hotel. Uh, I got my white shorts, my white lungemans. Um, I can, and they have a pool deck, and they have a little grass area. I can make a shit ton of content I remember here those. for the next two weeks. Yeah. And I, we added, like, 50,000 people in two weeks. Because the clip I was going at um, – Every post I was making was getting a better response. So again, like the dopamine. Again, I, I as someone that's battling mental health and has like a dopamine issue, um, uh, th- th- I mention this so much because for me to find the mental health I need, I need to I need to constantly seek out dopamine because I'm missing it, and I don't want to have to get it through medication. I took medication for the first nine months of this year, bro, and I felt nothing. It basically took any personality I have. All, all my gifts, gone. But what it forced me to do is, okay, I've got no gifts. I can't even think of a workout right now. Um, I'm going to have to just be super technical about things and just focus on habits. I'm going to get things to people extra early. I'm going to get back to every customer I can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take feedback like a real man and, and look at it as not the opportunity to be insulted, but to make your business better and provide a better product. And I did all these like stupid things in my mind like that losers do. Um, and built a foundation for my business for the first time ever. And then I got off this medication, bro. And it's, it think about trying to go up the grand Canyon on with, with ice on it and wearing rollerblades. And then all of a sudden, bro, I've got, I just had, all I asked for was flat land. I don't, I don't want a downhill. I don't want it to be too easy. Just give, give me a fucking flat surface. And that's, I'm taking all of those habits and now I've got my fucking gifts back, my creativity, my energy, my focus, um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about the future for the first time in a long time. And, 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 you know, it could have been a lot of stuff too. You know, pandemic, lost a lot of close people. My body started breaking down, approaching 40, 
Business started to struggle. Um, you know, a lot of things crested, but, um, you know, and, and now there is the, like, am I wasting my life? Because, you know, I'm, I'm more than, I'm potentially more than halfway through it if we go off of life expectancy. Statistically speaking. Yeah, statistically speaking. You know, like, I'm not one of those idiots that thinks, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to live to be 100 plus, bro. I'm honest with myself. I'm over 200 pounds. So my wife, I told my wife, like, just so you know, there's going to be a period of time where you're going to be here and I'm not. I'm over 200 pounds. We just don't, I mean, li- we don't live as long you'll, as. You'll get smaller, though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, uh, realistically, um, you know, and, and I push my body and, and my mind really hard. You know, I've got some, uh, I got some stuff I've taken with me from my childhood that's had an effect. So, you know, but anyway, like maybe I do live long, but let's just say I live average and I'm looking back and like, do I want to spend my rest of the rest of my life doing this? If so, I've got to completely realign the vision of it, like what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because right at this age, like the only thing that really gets me, (laughs) I hate to say it, the only thing that really gets me going because of how tired I am all the time how little energy I take in, how hard I train, and how much effort I put into my business, while also, you know, having a, a really rock-solid relationship with my wife, my dog, um, is I have to go um, at just this insane clip. You know, uh, what was I saying before? I, I missed that last point. You're all over the place. I am all over the place. But no, there, there, there was a connection. Shit. Anyway, the... But, uh, but what you're saying is all making sense. Like, when you... Talk about that, like, and you go over the progression. Like, is there a time where you're like, ah, I was going to quit? Oh, yeah, no, I mean. Like, were you li- not like, hey, man, like, Wednesday sucks? Because I have those little bitch moments, oh, too. Oh, sure. But, like, you know what? Like, hey, like, maybe they said, maybe this ain't it anymore. Yeah, because really. What like, it, you legitly were like, hey, I'm going to be BJ the insurance agent. No, I, I think what, what I was thinking about was. Sorry, Dave DiLorenzo. <laughs> no, it, it's all good, man. The, uh, you know, we, we got to figure out, um, you know, the world needs profits and disciples. We, we all have a purpose here, and uh, there's pros and cons to all of it. And, um, you know, the, the reality is, too, um, what we do comes at a, at a great expense, like friendships. Like, for me, it's almost impossible to maintain friendships. You know, I've got 10 people that uh, I dedicate, like, phone, t- phone and text support to, and, and it's, it's uh, allowed me to take my coaching to a whole new level um, because I, I see how they move. I'm getting real-time feedback daily how things are going. I can, I can – I can literally coach them daily. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't just get a plan and like do the best you can with this plan. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actual coaching. Yeah. But yeah. like if someone else texts me during the day when I see it, I want to just like kill them because I'm like, really now I got to do this. So um, you got, for me personally, cause I've got about, I've got about 10 people that I can handle business wise bandwidth and 10 people personal. And I, dude, I work with, I work with a guy. We we're talking about this yesterday. Anesthesiologist, like, yeah, we people's bodies are on the line with, um, you know, with what we do. But like, anesthesiologists, like you can just make a small mistake and, and they will not wake up. Yeah. And I have a guy that, uh, shout out to Ray Ramos. He is an anesthesiologist that manages a couple hundred anesthesiologists, and he wakes he wakes up early, does his workouts, um, manages all these people. Like, dude, if I, had, I right now I have three people that I'm like I've got a. Finally, like I, I was doing all this myself. I was, I was making the images. I was editing the video. I was doing most of the filming with my wife. Um, you know, all of it. Uh, but now, like, how many hours a day, dude? No, it's it's a level. Like the thing is, I've actually become a good video editor, though. Like I can make, I can make videos that perform. Like they may not have the the polish that like, 
uh, someone in the industry would, would, would say, but because I pay attention to the analytics, I look at every fucking video and when they, when they cut off, uh, and I, again, like what changed also with the whole like feedback loop for me is I started to get excited when something didn't do well. Cause it just meant, cause I got to the point with YouTube, man, I'm like, YouTube, you can suck my dick. Cause I will not stop <laughs> fucking posting until I get to hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. And dude, there were days where I like, I'm adding, I'm adding one person. And, uh, or something started really tanking, but I immediately looked at it. I'm like, Hey, what was missing? Maybe I had to choose a different thumbnail. Maybe I had to actually speak at the beginning of the video. If I didn't speak on some videos in the beginning, they, they would just doom. But if I had said the right couple words and I showed the right part of my body in the first three seconds, they would start to listen to me talk. So again, it became a rebuild, like literally from, because right now, man, like if you can get people, it's, it's the first three seconds of the video. And if you can get people past 30 seconds, you are elite on YouTube. Like I'm talking about short form content on YouTube. Like if you can get someone to watch more than two minutes, you are special because the attention span is gone and the level of polish you have to have like the free content right now, bro. It's shot. We're at the point now we we can't do our, our content on iPhones for what we're charging because everyone else is shooting on better video for free. It's crazy to watch. Like even when I post like on TikTok and shit. Some of these people, the stuff, I'm like, what, do you have a fucking movie set? <laughs> and where, I'm like, I have my own opinion on it. Like, we don't need all this shit. No. Like, my God. Like, it's the last thing we need is more fucking videos. No, of no, no, Just nonsense. I go, but that's the world you live in. It is. But when you describe it, like, what does that take you in a day? Ten hours? <sighs> I mean, like, I, I do. Um, just so people who listen sure, get sure. context. Like, hey, you know, what does it really take to do this and make money? I'm like, it's not. Hey, I'm just gonna exercise. And a lot of people who get into fitness, like, well, I love fitness. I love to exercise. I'm like, that's not what I do most of the day. No. Like, I work out every day, but that's not what my day is. My that's the last thing I do. And it's not. It's the most important thing I do, but it's also like the least important because everything else comes before it. Sure. And that's the hard part. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if I don't do all this other shit, we don't have a business. Yeah. So I'm not giving you a free fucking podcast. It's not really free, but it is free. I'm like, I can't do all these other giving things if we're not making money. Yes. And it takes an, an insane amount of time every day. And the reality is like, I'm the same way, by the way, like technically I prefer to get the workout done in the morning. So that I would I, too, if I could, I don't have the anxiety about it the rest of the day. I have to think about it knowing that literally it's, you're, I'm going to get, you're getting me at my worst for this workout, bro. Like all I want to do is eat. I'm tired. Um, so I'll do a tip most days. I try to do at least four days a week. I'll go six to six. And, um, even when I'm like taking a midday walk, that's just brainstorming what I'm about to do in the afternoon. Well, it never turns off. It, that's the thing. If the honest answer is it never turns off and it's dangerous because you saw my setup, bro. I am, oh. I am stealth. I have, go ahead. Tell them what you saw. Dude. I mean, <sighs> tell them. I mean, I, the, I will say this, the, the luxury that I have is I get to leave my house and go to a place that I bought. Now, I had to have a wife who was cool enough for me to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. Yeah. I go, but that's my benefit. So there is uh, some separation there. If Heather could have walked in and seen your house set up of what it is, it is like engulfed in entrepreneurship. Like your whole house is a workspace now. That's all it is. Like not just you, but for Naomi too, both of you. And that's one thing. And again, you guys, you guys have a nice place. You live in a nice country club, gated community. Can you believe it, bro? Yeah, it's fucking insane. It is crazy. Um, but to walk in and see, and you have your backyard set up too. So it basically dominates your whole place. 
And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand. And again, like you could be like me or like Alexia who goes and buys a whole fucking like warehouse too and shit. <laughs> I'm like, but that's so fucking rare. And you guys moved here and now it's like everything is your home. So it literally, you don't, I mean, you can watch a, the Lakers game, but then you can walk 20 feet to where you film. Less. I mean, it's five feet from my living room. It's crazy, dude. Uh, five feet from my kitchen, five feet from my office. It's your whole house. It's where we film and it's where I train because... Your products. And by the way, how small is it? It's a small-ass training space. It might look bigger on camera, but like... It looks way bigger on camera. I, I, was, I thought it was like a different... Oh, no, dude, it's small. And the reason I do that is because that's the reality for most of my clients. They're in very small, tight quarters. And um, I think you probably train in a smaller space than even people do. I think so too. Yeah. Like if I, this whole room right here, fuck dude. I've got a low ceiling also, which is great because in the desert, it helps keep it, keep it, uh, cool. Same Um, for us. And again, as we age into that house, I don't have to worry about stairs. (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen to the biscuit, baby. (laughs) Um, but the reality is, uh, um, my pull-up bar is right there. I've got multi, and I, every time I walk through, I can jump on the bar and stretch my shoulders. Um, and then I'm constantly looking at the training floor, the film floor, like, so my mind is on it always. And it's easy. Like I can go out there and mobilize anytime I want. I can go out there and uh, film anything I want. I can have a videographer come and we can spend the whole day in a very comfortable environment. By the way, I was doing that. Part of why, again, I think I had the breakdown. <laughs> like it's all coming back to like this terrible first summer in the desert, man. Uh, but I had to do the way it's structured. He lives uh, two hours away. So he can just come once a month for what we can afford budget wise. And um, so I, I have the stress of, you know, the daily, a full day shoot, bro. Sucks. <laughs> Talking, uh, shirtless, like doing all of it. Uh, and then I was doing it in the 120 degree heat. Yeah, it's too much, man. And um, like, so th- that was really starting to wear me down. And um, so I'm like, let me set up this little home area. And it's like, a lot of people will say, I cannot believe your wife let you do that. And, and well, if my wife knows how much money I make from that training floor. No, if we, if we were different, like if we, let's say I moved to, let's say Coronado Island, which is insanely expensive. Yep. I, there ain't a Jeremy Scott fitness getting rebuilt. It's in the fucking house. Dude. Oh yeah. And if the house is 1500 square feet, 2000 square feet, that's where the fuck it's going to be. Or the <laughs> entire garage is going to, and that's where I'm going to have to film. Absolutely. But she would be like, okay, well this is how we can live here and this is our life. So she's into it, but that's really rare too. And I, I think for people listening, not only just to be like as fit as you are at 40 years old, you have to have that shit around. And it has to be in sight. I have to make it easy for myself at this age because, bro, the motivation to, like, prove it to other people and prove it to myself is gone. Because I, I already know I'm a fucking winner. Yeah. I came from fucking Milwaukee, Wisconsin with absolutely nothing. And we, we live a, a beautiful life in Phoenix and California, man. Yeah. A blessed life. That's and uh, you know what else isn't going away? Damn wet markets. Oh. Those wet markets. <laughs> so the pandemic... Uh, Again, I hate, I, I hate to be the prognosticator of terrible news, but I anticipate a similar scenario uh, happening in the future. And I to go think about investing in a space right now, that, that, because of how lean I can keep, like we, we basically have um, the, the, one of the other rooms. So I've got my office, the training film floor, then there goes like kitchen, <laughs> and then it goes living room, my wife's office and podcast here, where she does her podcast, Twisted Mirror. Uh, a small bathroom, a little closet where we store sleeve sold separately our fashion line and run that business. And there's a bedroom. And then outside, I've got a world class recovery center. I've got a hot tub. I have a pool I don't heat in the winter, and it does get cold. These people are like, 
There's no seasons in California. No, there's legit seasons, bro. Like, it's 36 tonight. It's a desert. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the sun is always strong. So, like, if, if, I, I can go shirtless here in 50-degree weather. But in 50 degrees in Wisconsin, man, like, no, there's got to be, like, turtleneck, maybe a vest. It's different there because, like, they'll go from zero to 50, and then yep. people will be in shorts because they think it's the summertime, even though it's still cold as shit. Yes. But it's not really warm. No, no. They just had a 50-degree change, so they think it's warm. They think it is. That's the difference. Yeah, it's weird to, I guess, just because people don't understand, like, that's kind of what what it takes to make it happen at scale if you're going to do it online and to the point of like you wouldn't invest in a space i would tell anybody who's young unless you can own it dude depending on where you live like if you're in you know nowhere oklahoma maybe it's going to be cheap enough yeah but if i'm being honest like in the, if the pandemic like really like how it happened if i didn't own the space i was in and my lease was going to be up like hannah i'd have been like i'm done bro because there's no way it's not worth the stress and the effort and the money if I don't have ownership in it because I'm just a slave to the landlord. Yeah. And that base rent always goes up. And, like, that's the only reason, like, no one I look like a genius because I'm like, oh, you bought this space. I'm like, well, I just like to do fitness and that's where I fuck around. I go, and now it's – I'll probably own it till I'm dead. And some guy's going to have to pay me six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve grand a month to rent out the shit we have. And I'm like, it's just an income stream for me. Yeah. But if I was going to, like, I'm 25 and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be into fitness. Fuck that, dude. It just, it's way, and I was going to ask you this too, because it's way too much work. And I like to think if, if it all went to zero today and I started over and I was 25, like, would I do it again? Like the ego of me is like, well, fuck yeah, I would. Cause I would still crush. But then I think about how much work it's been and I'm like, I don't know, dude, if I can do another 15 from, from zero. Well, that's the thing, too. And, and I, I don't mean to ever say you can't, like, rebuild your life later in life. But the reality is um, if you don't pay a certain price in your 20s and 30s, unless you are a special individual. I'm not special enough because when 40 hit, bro, <laughs> like, I have to talk myself into doing anything. I just love to lay down. <laughs> I love to lay down, Jeremy. Like, I love to put on those Norma Techs. I just got the, the hips and the arms. I just want to be there for three hours cozy with the fireplace on some candles lit but um you know I, i've put in a lot of work and uh you know but um i also i need to i need to pamper myself to stay because it's young man's game bro like i've got to i've got to do so many things to stay in it uh, that i didn't have to used to do that um you know so i always it's even when i'm resting like i have some sort of modality on my body <laughs> um you know uh, I'll, I'll try to break it up with a stretch um, I'll, I'll find gaps where I can get back to an email or a client text, you know, so it, it does, it really does start to take over your life and it's hard to, uh, turn it off. And that's the danger. Like I told you, like I, I there's times I'm like, Oh shit, I haven't left the house in, in 14 days. That's a problem, bro. Cause you can get your groceries delivered now and I can stay three hours on a Sunday. Uh, that's so crazy, you know? Yeah. And, um, so we're so incentivized to stay home now, but what's been great about that is, uh, cause I do FaceTimes. And initially, I'm like, there's no way I can do a session with someone through the, the, the iPhone. And uh, it's actually the most effective training sessions I've ever had because we have to be so focused. Because you, if you, if you, you can't get anything done if you're constantly changing the camera. So what we do is we focus on a one thing at a time. Yep. Um, I, I, can fix, I can fix a bad shoulder in an hour and put someone on a path that completely changes their life. We can just work through it in real time versus saying, okay, let me take you through a 10-move workout. Just do a follow-along. No, no. This is to actually get something accomplished. Yeah. Have, have an expert look at your fucking movements and fix, put you on the path to success. Because what is this all about, bro? Like the people that I, I really respect, flawless form. Because that, that's, that is like, and that's, then with flawless form comes 
comes the look, by the way, right? Um, but in reality, if we don't show it perfectly because people will send you videos and say, oh, wow, this is this wasn't what I was hoping for when I see the movement. And, and it's fine because we'll improve it, but there are a lot of people that are doing the exercises at home. And uh, that's why, again, I try to make sure people choose, like, instead of doing sprints or jumping, when I know, I know, I know for sure you're not doing it properly, I'm going to have you punch. You might look like a total fucking idiot, but you're not going to hurt yourself. And we can, get, we can get an intensity and we can make a progression into that. But um, people, what people listening really need, they need to just find a way to do something easy you can commit to and really focus on getting out of pain and just doing things correctly and don't worry about chasing fatigue. Don't worry about a, a fat loss result. Just get yourself out of pain. Find some things you actually enjoy doing. Like you talked about, the, like start doing heavy recovery. You know what I'm saying? Like just massage. You know, like do light, gentle stretching. Well, it's that's the thing where people listen. Like, hey, I want to be, you know, as fit as BJ is or insert whoever. It's an entire lifestyle of habits. It is. It's not just the workout you see for that day. It's not just these exercises. It's an entire life from start to finish every single day. Like that's, and I'm not saying you can't get there. You can, but you're going to have to create an environment where you can be successful. That, that you have as few barriers as humanly possible. Like, and again, if I have to talk myself into fucking working out some days for 20 minutes, like I'm literally having an internal conversation like, hey man, like why are you being such a little pussy today? Sorry, anybody, if it offends you. But that's how I'll speak to myself. And then I'll finally just start going through stuff. I'm like, I'll do inchworms. I'll do some pull-ups. I'll do some shit I like. And after 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, dude, let's just fucking go. Yep. And, or it might just be I'm going to push the sled for 30 minutes because it's brainless. And I'm like, at least I'm just moving. And that motion like creates more motion. And then eventually I'll do something. But again, I work 50 feet from all the dopest equipment of all time. And Locked it's sunny in. outside. I can play my own music. I can put whatever on the TV. And it's tough for me to do. Yep. So if you don't have that, shit, man. Dude, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, it's tough for me to have to train in that small-ass space. I don't get to use any fun stuff. The, the one... Uh, one of the times I lost my audience the most was we were talking about when I started sharing all that pure motion equipment, which is great stuff. It's great stuff. But the moment I started using stuff they didn't have, they got so butt hurt. And I'm like, I've been using, I've been literally in a dungeon. I'm finally like get get to the place I want to live, and I just want to I want to have a little fun. But um, the thing is, the reality is, people have at most like the minimal equipment that we found. Again, like you want to make this sustainable for yourself. It's body weight, bells, bands, and a med ball, and then. To me, like next level, you got to get a pull up and dip bar. But once those are in place, um, like th th that's minimal equipment, by the way. And what's so funny, I, I had a YouTube video recently and someone commented, uh, I, I described that as minimal equipment. And he commented, uh, love your stuff, BJ, with, but with all due respect, I think all that stuff doesn't fall under minimal equipment. And I'm like, dude, there's no power rack with barbells, there's no cardio equipment, there's no bench. Like, I'll, I'll use an aerobic oh, step yeah. or a box. Like I almost always say, like, get a bench. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 that's even that's – dude, that's a lot to ask of people. A but bench, if, you, like, if you have the aerobic step, it can be a bench. If you, that, that's the key. The aerobic step, to me, is so crazy. It's the best. Because it, it allows for micro-progression on, on the, the, like, single-leg squats or any sort of squat, any sort of push-ups, but especially the single-leg stuff. Yep. You can go riser at a time, up or down. And uh, it's funny you mentioned, uh, like, this type of – before we were talking, too, you were talking about, like, just insane workouts you do on Sundays with like your savages, right? Oh yeah. And and how it actually probably isn't good for you physically, but what it does for you mentally sets oh, yeah. the tone for everything you do because you know, wow, I'm a different type of cat. And uh, 
the one thing as I was rebuilding my body, I just, I didn't do any intense workouts for about two years. And then this past, uh, quarter, uh, we, we've been finishing, uh, every year with like a specialization plan for 12 weeks. I like will have a focus, uh, to boost your reps on whether it's pull-ups or push-ups or the single leg, single arm stuff. Um, and, um, like I went heavy, I I've not gone after like heavy body weight training. People don't really understand like, you know, they, they've done high rep pushups and stuff like that. But when you do, I mean, I was doing five sets of five reps per leg, 10 second eccentric single leg squats, 10 seconds, man, which means, and by the way, I was taking the inhale from the top to the bottom. I finished at 10 seconds on the inhale. So the breathing was locked in, um, five sets of that. So it's 10 total sets. Uh, and, and if you've never done eccentric training, like getting, getting to three to five seconds with an exercise, like most people, they jump on that. If you can't do a pull up, you jump on a bar and try to just do the lowering only yeah. you'll collapse. You won't even get a second. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, building up to five sets of 15 of close grip, uh, chin ups and dips, like, and failing, failing on set one. And having four sets to go, knowing, okay, I'm going to have to have some eccentric only reps here. I'm going to have to do some rest pause. Like taking all the advanced shit I've accumulated in two, two plus decades, self-assisted reps, rest pause, clusters, whatever it is, and finding a way to get to the totals. But um, I'm still that dude. Like I can fucking push myself to a level um, and my body responds instantly. I've got, I, I'm gifted enough where if I push hard enough, um, I can always make my body grow still at 40. And I'm unlocking things now because of the mobility focus I had. Um, the strength was always there, but the mobility was – there was no mobility, no breathing. And my joints are never in the right position, so my strength can't overcome bad levers. It just gets me hurt. You know what I'm saying? But when things finally have now gotten aligned, oh, shit, now this is, like, effortless. I, I, I was telling you, too, like, I used to finish workouts. Like, every workout would be, like, a one-minute air dine. It, it would fuck me up for three days because I – I so, I, so I couldn't breathe through my nose. And – um. And I, and I, I was all day long mouth breathing and I was getting restless sleeps. Um, you know, now I can sleep for 12 hours if I want to. And, uh, I, but I, you were I, I breathe through the workouts, but you were willing to fix all those things. Like you I were, was. you were successful, like despite all that shit, because again, and I always go back to like the athletes and you know, it, Jeremy, am I an athlete? You fucking know if you are. Because you have a different gear. For sure. And you did all these things for so many years, decades probably from age like third grade till you're, if you're lucky, you're like 22, 23. You wanted to quit 10,000 times, but because five other guys didn't quit or 50 other guys didn't quit, you just went and did, in, in our era, basically just punishment. Because that's yep. what conditioning was. It wasn't, hey man, we're going to run fucking gassers or we're going to run suicides or you know, just miserable fucking shit. But in a way, it's like this greatest gift. Oh, man, because they, they better listen to me. They better listen to you. Dude, at, at, we're, I'm 40. You're getting close. 39. And um, I'm squeezing out. I'm getting better every year because I, there's getting smarter, but I, the reps keep compounding, right? I keep getting smarter with it. I keep finding easier ways to get the same result, which makes it more sustainable for me as I'm older. Um, and uh, so what, what, it, what ends up doing is like, oh, shit, like, I really know what I'm doing. And, uh, it, it's, I, I, if I don't get this out to people in a proper way, it is a waste of time and whatever, whatever it is, the gift, if you, if it's a gift, it's a gift. If it's just yeah. a calling, I don't know what it is, but I, I heard you mention that in a podcast and it's, it's, it is like, um, but, but I will say, I just can't do that. Like I can, I can do that for a quarter of the year. I cause the, the reality is like these other quarters, like the quarter, like 
coming up, very stressful to start the year, right? Because you got people peak motivation. If you can get them through the first three months, you got a chance to get them for a full year. You get someone for a full year, a full season of fitness, if you will. Wow, they can they have some winning habits. Yeah, and you can, and then now you can someone. I've got people ten plus years. Same same with you. Like it's crazy, dude. dude. But you got to get them to a year, and yeah. then you have to get them excited for year two. And if if you do that, you've got someone for life. Um, so it's very stressful for us trainers these first couple months of the year. I I I don't travel. I I, I cannot get sick right now. If I get sick, the, I will literally lose thousands of dollars. I kept saying to Heather the other day, I'm like, because we had a we did our adopt a family. Um, and then we went to a dinner with friends and the dinner, Dave Drees, the dinner was 7.45. And I go, bro, <laughs> I go, what the fuck is this? And like, and she hadn't seen, I just saw him at a wedding like two weeks before, but she hadn't seen him and his wife. And so I'm like, fuck it, we'll do it. And it was great. And it was awesome. And then the next day we have like this Christmas party for a client of mine. She's been a client for 12 years. Wow. I'm like the only fucking dude who's been to every Christmas party. She goes, Jeremy, you're the only person who's been to every Christmas party I've had since I've moved to Scottsdale. And like, if you guys know me, it's not really my. No, it's not your jam. I'm not the fucking party guy, but I'm like, I have to fucking go. And then last night, obviously, we stay up till fucking past midnight, which never happens. But I was saying to her even before that, I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, we got to take like a pause on some of this shit. Because I'm like, I can't be sick right now. I just yep. can't. And, I, and I, again, it's not just the money thing. I'm like, it's a momentum thing. Because then is. the stuff's going to compound against me the opposite way. And then I'm fucking behind. And I won't enjoy it. And that's where, I guess, the reason I bring that up, and as you touch on it, my training will kind of fit into that. And I know, okay, if this week is crazy, I'm still going to train. But I'm not going to do it to where it's going to take away from me. For sure. So I'll still do the stuff, but I don't have to die these days. That's not what this season is for. I'm going to still show up and do what I have to do, but I can save that for a different day. Yeah. And also, like, we just have to be, again, you got to be willing and able to say, okay, fitness is not number one. This, like, like I said, end of the year, um, I'll make fitness number, number two. It's never number one because, again, I still have to get all this work done first. Yeah. All right. But, um, I'll, I'll make it number two and then really push. Like to start the year, not, I go back to the basics every year just because I need the workouts to be easy enough to handle the workload that's going to hit me to start the year. And then I'm just going to slowly build the workouts up as, you know, summer things. I, I'm still super active in the summer, and we, but now, we, we, now it's short selling season. People don't buy anything in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, why we, that's part of why we had a fashion line is we can now have something to sell during non-peak season. Um, you can, again – you can still get people to do stuff in the summer, but it's rare, man. People take, and they should, by the way, they need to take time with their family and friends and unwind. And you shouldn't always be hundred percent on your fitness. You got to be willing to use the dimmer switch and maybe moves down to number three, you know, um, which is by the way, pretty high for the average person, you know, like, like especially if kids, you have a job, whatever. But, um, no, I said for people being super fit is like number 15 on their list. And I'm not saying it needs to be there, but when you add up all the things they have to do in a day, and again, I'm saying you need to move and eat right, but hey, how do I get abs or do this crazy shit? I'm like, that's not important enough to you no. to, to give up. And I don't think you need to. And it's not a thing. And again, if you want to do it, great. But for most people, it's not. And if you're listening to this, like if it's BJ Talk or anybody we bring on here who's in fitness, it's in their entire life. And they're willing to retool things as they age and look at how they can still maintain it and make it better as they go. Did you tell them what else was in my uh, on my training floor? The oh. inversion table. Oh yeah. Again, that's that's the thing too. It's like you didn't have that when you were twenty five. No man, gravity gravity has taken hold of these discs. Like so, if I don't every day decompress those discs, and again, like 
if you're listening, you've had a lower back problem, um, or you actually, honestly, those listening without lower back problems, now's the time to get an inversion table. Cause you don't want, I, I hurt my back, my lower back earlier in the year, I was filming something early in the video and my wife had to go to a meeting. So like I had to get this video up cause again, I was still chasing my tail trying to get content up, uh, like barely on time. And, um, I, on rep one, my back went and I, and I did 10 more reps and then I, and I went on to the, the second movement in the workout and dude, I, I was, I was crying. I was in tears from the pain. I couldn't sleep. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it was like humbling on the, uh, for, uh, it was, took me six months before I felt like I don't think about picking up a piece of paper off the ground. Like I was setting my feet and like looking at my toes and making sure that the alignment was proper, taking a deep inhale like to deadlift and gingerly picking up my G zero bottle that was on the floor. Jesus. And, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, the low, I'm not the spine. That's priority number one, man. So uh, I, I, I invested in a $200 inversion table uh, with a vibration pad and a heat. Like, so basically, it heats and vibrates your spine with five levels of inversion. Of course, you know I went with number five. Right away, I'm going fucking full vertical. That's like Normatex, number, se- number seven. Dude, there is no number besides 10. Yeah, that's it. My wife is like, I, this is, I want a more gentle seven. No. And I'm like, no, no. This, it, if it's not 10, it's off. Full. I want that full. Like, when it comes to recovery, bro, I go hard. And uh, I, I have a rule where uh, I don't spend any money. The only money I spend on fitness now is recovery. I, I, there's no more training tools. Like I've got, I've got a pair of 25s. I've got a pair of 50s. I've got 100. Uh, I have four levels of band resistance. I've got a pull-up and dip bar. I've got the aerobic step and, a, and two different size med balls. And I, honestly, I don't use kettlebells much because it makes no sense for online training. People need – that's like, like boxing, those types of things that um, – if you really want to take it to to a, a level, uh, you want you want some you want some in person instruction or like someone who is so skilled teaching it uh, through the screen. But um, with kettlebells, you can get really hurt. With boxing, you can just look like an idiot, you well, know. And you can swap them or like you can kettle clamp them if you have to. Oh sure, like, yeah, yeah. Because I think Ben had like 150 pound dumbbells, but he didn't want to buy 150 pound kettlebells, so they just we would clamp it. And I'm like, I'm swinging this thing, and it's damn near pulling me over yeah but but, it's so heavy what i just described to you bro was so it was it seemed like an insane amount of equipment to this guy on youtube who had he just had an adjustable kettlebell which by the way what a dumb investment the first thing you get is an adjustable kettlebell it would not be my first purchase (laughs) really (laughs) it would not be but that's the average fitness consumer you know they don't have um i wouldn't buy a kettlebells at all if i was a normal person if i didn't need them now if i had them like there's clients of ours like on the app and shit dude they're whole but they're they're crazy yeah, yeah. They're they're fitness people. For sure. Like and they have all the stuff and like they have an assault bike and they have and then that's super cool if you can, but you don't need it. And especially if you again, we use a do, like kettlebells for Instagram because it looks different and it's fun and I don't get I but and, and I'll do swings and these things. Oh, yeah, no, if, no. If you don't know how people to people love it. But if you don't know how to really kettlebell swing, you shouldn't kettlebell it's swing. It's a specialty product. Yeah. It's a special like that that's that's why you don't make I, I, monthly membership content for it, fine. We've done that, um, but like, that's that's a good course. Take a course, learn some real skills, be willing to put in yes uh, thousands of reps. But the reality is, like, you know, like most people can't hip hinge or plank, and if you can't do that, why would you swing? You know, why would you swing? We talk about these people like they they say, oh, bro, uh, you know, anytime you go out into the public, people see that you can you can't you have to turn sideways through doors. <laughs> to get in there like bro it's i mean i don't care what you're wearing i can't i sometimes i don't even see your eyes 
I just see delts. Just just look like a dummy. Hundred percent. So yeah. they they you know they're gonna. I mean, the example I'll give, and this is the average mind, right? Like, uh, I walk shirtless in my neighborhood. We film shirtless stuff. I don't want tan lines. And you know what? Um, it's part of what, like, I know when people stop and talk to me, okay, I'm going to make some good videos. Because people are stopping. They're stopping. I had someone the other day, bro, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm not that type of guy. But they stopped the car, rolled down the window, and said, wow, you look like you work out every day. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Yep. Because I do, I do, I I do. do something every day. It's not always hard. Uh, but I've been doing that for multiple decades. And I'm 40 now. And wow, actually, um, if I'm being honest with myself, it's, I mean, pe- people notice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, and the way I used to be, the way, you know, I, I share that before picture all the time because. Uh, but it's like your origin story. It's the origin story. But wow, like. The, if you look at that and, and how far I've come with that and uh, they, they, they don't know this, but I've got leopard print glasses on right now. Yeah. They're now, amazing. Now, do you know, do you know, these are the BJ Godur blue blockers, blue blockers coming out very soon. I didn't know that. They, 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 but they I figured it was something like that. There's a company out there stupid enough to want to put my name on a product. And, and I, I, I kid because I actually love these glasses the blocking the blue light really gives calm and focus for me. Um, I'm really light sensitive, so I didn't realize, like, I work, I work in, like, dark ambient settings. Uh, we're also in the desert, too. Like, they don't realize, like, that sun is punishing. So, like, yeah. if you're either outside or you're in darkness if you want to survive. Yes. Uh, you got to live in a den. Um, so, um, but it calms and it gives me calm and focus, and it keeps my, just keeps me relaxed. And um, you know, they also, it's the cheapest, like, cheapest aviator, aviator in the market, man, 40 bucks. They are by far the cheapest. It's not even close. Like th- those, those start at a hundred if you're lucky, and uh, the bl- blue light is really good for, for your health, man. It really relaxes, uh, relaxes you, and um, it's a cool retro look. But anyway, it's like, if I didn't do what I did, <laughs> this would never be a possibility. Like you know, people aren't getting custom sunglasses with it. This brand has been around for thirty years. Yeah, well, someone asked me the other day because I did a podcast for them, and that's how they intro. They're like, "Oh man, you're a legend." You've been around forever, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, am I really I'm like that old, bro? But then you think about it, and I shared these stats not that long ago on here where the average fitness person, 18 to 24 months is how long they're in the industry. I heard that episode. Yeah, and then was it 50% of people are about five years, and then only 10% or less are over 10 years. Like, it's really rare, dude, to stay in it for this long if you don't love it. Like, I don't know how you could do it and be miserable. I mean, I guess people do it at, like, I did well, that for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you just don't want it to be more than a couple of years. It's gonna you're gonna again. It's you're gonna have ebbs and flows. You just got to be willing. Um, usually, when when the, the the valleys come, it's it's either stuff beyond your control, like that pandemic, man. Like I know I know how much it affected you. It was your most successful period of time, and it'll be you'll look back on your life and financially. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it'll be. Uh, it has set you up for the rest of your life because yeah. you'll never stop. You, you'll, you'll you'll you're never gonna stop. I'm just telling you right now because you just had that that yeah. switch that you can't fully turn off, but you'll be able to maybe calm it down at some point, but you might not want to. I mean, cause you're, you're really having an impact and that's motivating. Yeah. The momentum of it. Well, when you can, it's like this and I say it when well, what we do is different where I don't know what it's like if you're like a lawyer or you're a doctor, maybe you hear it, but like the amount of positive shit we hear. Oh yeah. It's fucking insane. Like the people like mail us shit or all the DMS messages. Like we get to see it and hear it where most people don't. No. So even if they make equivalent money, like, hey, you're making 
hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you're making millions of dollars a year, whatever the fuck it is. But there's no, I don't want to call it like emotional income, but there's no feedback like loop. And we For get sure. that in real time where, oh yeah, people are like really do give a shit like what we do. And not that like that's what wakes me up every day, but it helps. Sure. Otherwise I'm like, who the fuck wants to see me make another like Metcom program? Like my God. Like for, for me, like I, and again, there's ones where I'll do it where I'm like, oh, that's actually really fucking awesome. I'm really proud of that. And it was cool. And not that I'm not proud of all the stuff we do, but sometimes I'm just not motivated to do it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I've done this thousands and thousands of times, but when people are like, Hey, this is awesome. It got me into fitness or, you know, the people, Hey, this is the, I just got your app or I just started following you or I just listened to a podcast. I'm like, there is those people. And I guess we've done it for so long. And a lot of people who listen, if you've done your career for a long time, it might be someone's first day listening to you, watching you or seeing you. So there is that you're kind of always auditioning. You are, which is crazy. Every test is just practice for the next test. And, uh, the reality is too, man. Um, you've got such a small window with this to get the foundation in place. And, uh, Again, like I mentioned, you never want to stop. You at least you at least want to no more on off. Just adjust the dimmer switch, but at least keep it at ten or twenty percent. I could have at least gotten like one post out a week, right? You know, again, that's the all or nothing mentality that people fail with the fitness, and I, that's what failed me in my marketing. Um, so again, like all these bad habits, they transcend, and you can be you can have good habits in one thing, like fitness. Obviously, I've been doing that really well. Terrible business habits, terrible lifestyle habits, and um, and I was having success despite those anchors and well, ta- um, talent's a real thing. Ta- talent is real. And yeah. uh, you have a certain amount that other people do not have. And also just honestly, the experience. And, and I, when I was at men's health, it fast tracked the learning curve for me. Cause I have access to like, you get, you get, I was getting real time feedback from millions of people. So I'm like, okay, I know what sucked, what didn't. Um, and uh, I was getting motivated by, you know, a video gets 48 million views. I'm like, Oh shit. Isn't that crazy? Let's dude? go like- back. Let's go back and film some more shit. Like, at the peak, dude. Oh, man. How crazy was that, though? Like, that's the one thing. And just, like, reading the comments, just fucking gold, man. Like, oh, yeah, good, good, sure. good and bad. But it's there's so many eyeballs. Like, think about that. You do a video. Imagine that if someone would have told you in 2008, hey, man, in 10 years, you're going to do a video and 40 million fucking people are going to watch it. Like, how, like, think about that. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's, it like, it's like some Jetsons shit. Like when, it, it, when, when 10 people are watching your 2008 YouTube channel, that's what I mean. Or like you're going to, you're going and coaching a group of 10 people in Milwaukee. Yep. And now 40 million people watch it. That's where, again, I would say like the timing of my life is like, I guess, perfect ish for me and, and you too. And kind of where it is where I didn't grow up on social media. So I don't get all this validation from it, but I realized like it's this important tool and maybe that's why I'm willing to just keep posting and putting out stuff. Um, even like the podcast early on when like, you know, maybe a thousand people would listen. I still think that's a shitload of people because it is, man. I couldn't be in front of a hundred people in a week if I tried when I started. And now you're telling me a thousand people are going to listen to me sit on here and talk shit. Like that's crazy. So there is something there where I'll always kind of go back to that. Like, well, even if it's only this many people, like it still seems like a lot to me. It is. No, if you've got your thousand, you've got, in my opinion, you've got an online business. Um, because it, if you're just a little bit intelligent in how you set things up and there's different levels of, an, of monetary involvement and there's ways in which people can never leave because you make it, 
you give them options instead of yes or no's, right? Yeah. And uh, and then you get people true results. Like the, I was sharing with you, like um, I hadn't even got the sales video up for our Gorilla Corn Gains program, and it's it's uh, it's four eighty for the year at the biggest discount, and the number of people that they didn't they didn't even need the sales video to be up. They 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 bought like immediately. We made the most money we ever made in a single day. Um, and my wife designed the website because our other web developer, which you know it, uh, was shitting the bed, like, dude, people don't get shit done. So, uh, you know, but like the trust people have to just give almost 500 bucks just to something. Uh, wow. Like that's, you, I got it. I covet that, man, because that took me two decades. Well, and that's what it is. If, if you're in fitness and you want to, or if you want to build a business, I don't care if it's you're the coffee shop or you're doing eyebrows or cutting hair, there's a lot of options for people and they don't really buy just cutting hair. Yeah. Sure. If you're like really good, but not trying to be a dick, like a lot of people cut hair and a lot of people cut hair, like really good. They're buying you the person. And that takes you erasing all the barriers. So they trust you to buy something and they want to work with you and they're trusting their health and fitness with you, especially if it's our industry. And that's the thing where it's hard to do. And I always give the example for every kid that comes and works for me or, or reaches out to us. Have you ever bought anything from anybody that you've never talked to, you've had no interaction with, and you've never seen or heard anything they've done? You don't do that. No. You've never went and gave some guy in Pennsylvania 300 bucks to help you work on your mobility. You've had to watch him do like 800 different things before that. That's really what it is. And that's the hard part for people where you, in this life, you have to give and give and give. And like, you'll give to the point like where you probably go fucking crazy, where it'll take away from your life and your family and other things. I go, but you do that to build this trust and this community of people on the internet that like really love what you do. And, and that, that does get tough, man, because like, and I, I have to say this, I'm like, you know, I, I'm your coach. I'm not your friend because <laughs> I remember I, I shared this one story, my coach and mentor, um, like I had. My only experience with him was in the weight room on, on the field uh, or in the classroom. Like he was, he was the gym teacher, advanced weight training. He was uh, the football coach. He would also do track and field, which was football 2.0 or off, a football offseason. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, he – uh, yeah, so I, I'd see him in those settings. But then I graduated, and he came to one of these graduation parties. And uh, one of the scary movies was on, and it was the scene where – Miss Man like crosses her legs and her junk falls out and he sees it and he this this dude like he is he's the purest of pure. He never once swore. He was just like such a good man, such a good husband, such a good father, such an amazing coach, like a maker of men. This is like a true this guy's a true man. And uh he saw me laughing and we and we looked at each other and he was so disappointed that I was watching <laughs> this like smut TV and I'm like, this is why coaches and players shouldn't be hanging out personally. You know, like we, we, there, there has to be, uh, there, there, like, you know, how many, one of the biggest, it, it's a joke in the industry, but it's also like, it's a, it's a truism is the number of fucking male trainers that sleep with their clients. Yeah. That's there's uh, no boundaries. Yeah. That's a uh, guy. We used to talk about that. Like I could tell so many stories on here that are just terrible. <laughs> um, I just remembered like talking with like Dave and Ben back in the day when we all worked together and we're just like, we would just say, you just can't shit where you eat, dude. And there's a, and I've learned this honestly from David Jack, um, and he maybe would take it to an extreme at the time I thought that, but now I've basically adopted it for the last you know decade plus, where I call everybody dude, 
everybody who comes into our space, I'm like, what's up, dude? You can be the 26-year-old, you know, single girl who's super hot, or you can be the 71-year-old guy. I don't give a shit. You're the guy who has $300 million or the guy who we scholarship to come. What's up, dude? Every single person. I don't touch people when we cue them. I don't do anything. It's just the same across the board. And people are like, why do you always say dude? I'm like, well, it's just my personality type for one. I go, but no one can ever come back and say like, I treated them different or talked sure. to them different or did anything different. Um, because that does go on in the industry. It's a real weird, like predatory thing, especially dudes to chicks. I'm sure chicks do it too, but I don't feel bad for the dudes. If no, that no, because we, we, we've had this conversation about men, bro. Like, you know, just, and again, uh, I, I always took the, uh, I grew up on movies and I always took the advice of the dude from something about Mary where you never leave the house with a loaded gun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That scene. Um, and uh, it served me well, you know? And again, I also, I've, I never, I've never found myself in uh, questionable situations. Like, you know, it's just because, uh, you know, A, I would never, I would never cheat on my wife. Only woman I've ever been with, by the way, period. Which is so crazy. Period. Every time 20 you years, me. bro. Like that she was my first everything. Um, and, uh, and the only thing that came out of going to college was meeting her. Also my business partner. And she's a savage. Like she, she's a savage. She's, she's her, her, her podcast might end up making more money than my fitness shit, which is great because I'm getting old as fuck. And I cannot wait to just like, I told you my dream is like BJ sells the workout of the month. Oh my god! I'll make a workout each month forever, but like the amount I'm making right now, man, like it takes a toll. But it's what the people need, and I'll do it for as long as I can, uh, and as long as uh, you know, it's it's really giving some sort of, uh, and it does. It gives me fulfillment. Well, it. Ha I mean, to do it for this long, like you have to like love so many pieces of it. But you can tell the two, like when you meet somebody who's a fitness person, just the way that you talk about it. Or I talk about it. It's so, and I notice because like I'll meet people in person. Like we have so many, we have a couple hundred clients who still come in, and we talk about these things like they're like world problems. Yeah. Like we're talking about how your row mechanics are, or like how do I get these assault, like different things, like these assault bike cows, or what order would you do this in? And it's like, it's like I'm in like college. It's like kind of like our, it's our our rec league. Sure. Really, it is, and it's like. They're just like me. They just happen to have like a real job outside of it. And I'm like, we can like partake in it. So it's like they're your friends in this setting. And there's a lot of clients I have that I would be friends with too. But there's certain things when you do this, you don't, you don't talk about, you don't alienate yourself and say certain things. Like you can be who you are, yep. you know, but like I don't talk about like cer certain religious things and politics and different crazy things because I'm like – First of all, I'm a dummy. So, like, I don't know why you'd want my opinion on any of these things. I'm like, I just kind of stay in my lane and do my stuff. And I, and I say that has nothing to do with this conversation. But if you are a young fitness person, I would say unless that it's just who you are 100% through and through, like, you don't need to go in those arenas. Because you're an, an alienate half the people you like one way or the other. So just bowl in your lane. Most of the people will end up actually doing that. Not all. But most of the people will end up speaking their mind and don't follow the shut up, you know, dr shut up and dribble stuff. Uh, they already had the bag secured. Yeah. So, and it does, doesn't make it any less uh, grandiose. It's just like, get your money in order before you start sharing non-fitness <laughs> opinions. Yeah. I'm just, I've been it. I, I, I've, I've, I've lost because of speaking my mind. Um, and uh, I don't, I have no regrets of anything I've said. But you're, um, but even for you, like you've already established, like I say, I can say certain things to clients now and people because, I am here. Yeah. When the first year I was in business, 
yeah, dude, I'll work with everybody. And, oh, Jeremy, why am I not reaching my goals? Well, because you drink fucking four glasses of wine a night and you eat like shit. Like, I can say that now. Yeah. I couldn't say that when I was 26. Well, you know, maybe we can try. Like, I can, I'd have to tiptoe around it. It's even stuff like that where, like, sure. the, the the later on you get, like, it's like anybody who's not – talk to a 90-year-old. Like, they don't give a fuck about anything. Well, good coaching requires some confrontation. And it's hard to do when you're early on because, like, well, I need this person as a client. I don't want to offend them, but how do I tell them the shit they really need to hear without pushing them away? I just, I just had this scenario uh, with someone I really respect – and believe in, and um, we got to a point uh, almost working together for a year where based on his, the goals he gave me, we, we were not on track for it. And again, like if it, if it wasn't about, if it was just about the money, I just keep collecting the coins. Yep. But I do truly, if someone is, is, especially if they're getting like a lot of access to me, like if you're getting more access to me and, and, and you're still not getting results, well, I must suck. I must suck at what I do. Um, and again, that, that's not necessarily true. It's because, you know, there, there's accountability both sides. For sure. But I had to, I had to basically confront him with uh, a questioning of effort, knowing that I could lose him as a client, um, and kind of almost did. But, it, it, again, again, sometimes you have to be willing to put someone in a corner and see if they're willing to fight out of it. And that, that okay, so there's this, he, he, he actually responded with some fire. So there's something there, bro. Like he's not just uh, that he's he. I know he can he can do it. That's that would prove to me that okay, this isn't a waste of my time because he took what I said personally, and and I made cardinal sin in coaching. I compared him to others. I, I've I'd never do that, and I did that, and that it com- it completely destroyed my whole message. Um, and uh, luckily he gave me a second chance, and I apologized, and I believe we're on track for a great 2023. But those uncomfortable conversations, bro, they have to happen in business, and they definitely have to happen in coaching if they fucking care. That's tough, too. Yeah, at our house, we can never compare. because that's, No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a slippery... The dumbest thing. The dumbest thing. It, it, you, you compare me to someone else, and it might motivate the shit out of me, but you become an enemy to me. Well, so I always say it has to be across the board, though. You know, so, well, sure. this guy does this. I go, yeah, he does. But does he do these other 10 things? So if, and, like... Heather and I have joked about that a lot over the years. Cause I'm like, what if I did that to you? And I compared you like some other girl I used to date, <laughs> like she would fucking want to murder me. Oh yeah. You know, it's a, t- that's a tough one though. I go, but it's what we do in sport though. It's what we do in everything. Get it. And do not- you, what do you, what do you think Darvin Ham, that conversation with Russell Westbrook? I mean, oh, MVP, bro. he leads all time in triple doubles. It's not even close. Multiple seasons. Multiple seasons. Doubles. And you got to come off the bench, Brody. <sighs> That's t- I mean, for him, though, too, like, to – I mean, that would be hard, man. Like, that would be real fucking tough, dude. Like, hey, you're – and you're – because who's – does Pat Beverly start? He he, he is, and uh, – Not they, to talk basketball that, here, but, that's dude – a change they should make Pat quickly. Pat Beverly's fucking trash compared to Westbrook, dude. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, Westbrook? Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And, and he – by the way, like – Beverly's great for what he does, but they're not the same. Westbrook is a perfect example. People literally thought he was hitting the physical cliff because of the mental stress of L.A. That, I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm, that's, I picked him up when I moved here four years ago. Never really cared for the Bucks because I was a Bulls fan. Um, and, uh, you know, I live here now. And I, I get Spectrum. I get all the games. And I, I love to follow a season, bro, because to me, a sports season is, is how I approach my business. There's going to be some epic highs and lows, some losses, some, uh, some terrible losses, uh, some big wins. Um, there's going to be 
championship years, there's going to be like bad losing seasons. Yeah. There's going to be some, like I've had a couple losing seasons and the rebuild from that leads to the next championship. So I, I really, uh, you know, I, I love to follow a team, just one team. I, I, I stopped following the Packers. Well, I just can't do it, bro. I, I, NFL, NFL is just the pace. Too slow. I don't have three hours. Even if I watch on replay, it's too long. But basketball's tempo. I just I think it's a beautiful game. It's my favorite game. Um, but anyway, you, you watch that, and it's like, well, the previous year, and, and Frank Vogel won a championship the, the first year. He was there. Yeah. But they needed to make that move to Westbrook on the bench, and he, he was not the right coach to communicate that message. It just They had no relationship. But Darwin Ham found a way to have that most difficult conversation and now Russell Westbrook is—he's probably going to win Sixth Man of the Year. He's getting triple doubles off the bench. That's crazy. And people thought he was shot. So again, that's—that's that's the power of coaching. Like Dar- I, that's when I realized, oh, Darvin Ham is a great fucking coach. Well, like Frank Vogel's a great coach, but Darvin Ham's a player's coach. But that's like anything. Like you know, there's people who would do my stuff and be like, it didn't work for me, and that could be true. And they might like your stuff better. And it's not that it's inherently like worlds apart, but just you're coaching that person oh, sure, in yeah. that time in that era. And I think of business that way too. Like, but if I think about it like I'm Belichick and you just ask me a question, like, well, we're out playing Cincinnati next week. Like, fuck it. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Like and I look at that with goals. Cause some months we do better. Sure. Some months we do worse. Like some things will go wrong. Some things will go right. But I'm like, overall the macro, I'm like, we just going to keep coming to practice, dude. It's due to output. Like, it, you know, when you put out more content, you make more money. When you put out less content, you make less money. All things mean equal. And uh, that's why, like, people that are trying to do, like, uh, the only way you can break the algorithm is you hit it with so much frequency that they, they have no choice but to reward you. Like, but if you try to fix things a post a day, it goes too slowly for you to get in the, in the proper feedback loop. You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, how can you make multiple pieces of content a day? It's tough. You're like a production company. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta batch it. Like, I, I, we're at the point now where, like, um, you know, like, and if I and the full day shoot I do, I, I get I get sometimes three plus months of content um, paid in marketing. But again, the, I have to spend weeks strategizing so that everything I shoot can be used seventeen different ways. Yeah, it's um for people listening, it is a full time job just doing the internet stuff. Like running a gym is a full-time job. Like that's a different full-time job, but the internet is a full-time gig. So like when we show up and our camera guys there, I have a, like a shot list of, I don't know, a hundred different things we got to get through. And most of them are one take, but even that it takes an entire fucking day. Yep. And that's just the first step. Cause then they have to edit them, chop them, put them together. And that's probably for like two or three different programs. And some of it goes to social, but that is a full-time gig. Like 100%. And I think some people think, well, I'm just going to go on the internet, post a couple times, and I'm going to crush it. And I'm like, no, no, you're competing with people who treat this like it's a real job. Oh, yeah. And that's like I'll talk to – and, again, this is just me, you know, in my business where the young coaches that come work for me. I'm like, you guys have to – I have a list on my desk of everything. Like, okay, here's Instagram. Here's Facebook. Here's TikTok. Here's LinkedIn. And we go through the progressions of when we're going to post, how many times we're going to post and what we're going to share. Cause some of them are the same. Some of them are different. And then what's going to go in the app. What's not going to go in the app. I go, but I treat it like a real job. Yep. I didn't just, and I'm like, and again, I know it looks real arbitrary when I throw shit up on there. Like, Oh, here's your post about home alone. I'm like, that we planned that. Like we know what time of year and what we're going to do. And it's oh, yeah. very, it's not just dumb luck. 
And I think sometimes people see that from the outside, like, oh, well, no, no. And then if you're going to build a community on the internet, you have to engage with them. Well, dude, you, told, you told me yesterday, like, the sacrifice Heather makes working a high-stress corporate job with these multi-multi-million-dollar accounts. And on a Saturday, she comes and she films you at your stupid gym. Yeah. But for fucking years. For years. But she, would she be doing it at this point now if it wasn't so fucking profitable? Um, Probably we, not. We talked about this the other day. I don't know if I asked her or not. Because what she'll do is she, she does like to work out with our people. But then she'll come on Saturday early because there's like groups that just drop in so yep. she can talk and be part of the community. And I tell people this, like, I would not be here if she wasn't this. Like, if she wasn't into it. Like, wearing Jeremy Scott Fitness shirts. She posts on Instagram all the fucking time, like, about our stuff. Shares it with friends, whoever it is. But to do that consistently, like, for a decade and decades, um, we, we I, think, I think the conversation was, I said, you know, what if, like, I was still doing this, this many hours a week because there's a lot of days like on a Sunday where I don't come home till like four o'clock because I've done the workout with these guys. It does take a lot of fucking work to design these workouts for 30 fucking people that are super hard where I'm going to kill them, but not really kill them. Yeah. And then all the post workout shit that we do, there's a community aspect to it too. And then I'll get like some geniuses on for a podcast, which I had to study for because I don't know as much about real estate as, you know, Ken McElroy, who's sold $2 billion worth. So I can't sound like a complete fucking idiot. So I can't really wing it. I'll do that, load it, put everything in, and then I'll come home. And her and I were talking. I said, what if I was still doing this? Like working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, all weekend long. And I was making $75,000 a year. She'd be like, I would tell you, you have to quit and get a real fucking job. <laughs> like straight up. Because it was just, in, not that there's anything wrong with that. If you're making $75,000 a year, it's a lot of money for a lot of people. And it's a great living. I go about the amount of time. But it's what I'm, Saturday. It's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. The Saturday is a coveted day. That's, that's the day, like, I, I, t- if I'm being honest with myself, uh, I'm willing to work Saturday mornings because there, like, when I do sessions with people, there's some people that can only do, like, that time. And we've got time zone differences. So, for sure. Um, but I, I, I think there's, like, that's the one day I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to open the computer. I'll do, I'll do a session with someone, and then, then I'll work out. And then at least I have the second half of the day to just finally unplug, even though I'm, I'm still in my workplace because I live in my workplace. <laughs> I know. Um, maybe I'll leave the house, find some, you know, um, but th- th- that th- there has to be some of those like fail safes in place. But again, like fact, she comes, when you said she comes in on a Saturday, that's when we film. Like, wow. That's when we film basically all of the content for social is on Saturdays for people listening. And not everybody yet has gotten athletic greens. It's crazy. You should all you should all buy it. A lot of them have. You should all buy the app too. Um, but that's what I mean. Like you have to either I'd have to pay like Sean or whoever to come in, but it's just easier because she knows what she's doing. And it's just she's better at filming that stuff than they are. Because she can get close, she oh, yeah, knows yeah. what looks good. Like it's she a She does know what looks good. Yeah, it's a real art form and that's what I tell people. I go, you know how hard it is to replicate that? Like you're gonna find and we talked about this last night, like your partner is in a life sentence with you. Now, I look at it as like, you know, it's my dream world, but it's maybe a prison for her at some point because, like, <laughs> she's fucking trapped in it. Like, what is she going to do? It's definitely a prison when it's not going well. Yeah. Or you're just tired and, like, she's a real person and I don't get that. Like, there's days where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this, but it doesn't matter. Like, I'll just – I'll show up and just do. Oh, yeah. And we're – and now I got to let, and I know she doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, fuck, but you got to come too, dude. Like you got to be here for like, I go, just give me 90 minutes. 
Like, and I'll do whatever the fuck, but I need you for 90, dude. And that's a hard thing you're trying to sell somebody on, especially if it's not crushing or you're not making oh, money. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's, those, those are the critical periods, man, where, uh, again, you know you've got a special lady because she, she obviously believed during the lean times, but you, you've, you've more than delivered. I mean, like to the point oh, where it's like it, it's, it would be foolish for her not to come at this point. Well, you know what and, I mean? And we joke about it too, and probably you and Naomi as well. I go, imagine, I go, do you, like this is, like my best friend has four kids. Like, he's, he's in Minnesota. He's got four oh, fucking kids. He's living a different existence than me. I'm filming videos in baby shorts in the fucking sun <laughs> in Scottsdale, and he's got four fucking kids. And her and I joke. I'm like, can you imagine, like, this? This is what we do, dude. Dude, this is our life. You got to make him wet. Like <laughs> That'll never change. In this business, you got to make him wet. And, and by the way, in your unique way, meaning, like, you got you to get – you got to make people tingle. Yeah. You got to make people tingle a little bit. and um, It's a sizzle steak thing. For sure. It's what we do. Uh, but if you, if we're talking like, you know, if I give people some helpful tips here today. Because <laughs> um, I get these questions too a lot, and they sent one in today. Like if it's starting from scratch, like somebody who – or maybe not even scratch, like just like a busy – the busy professionals you see. They got 10, 20, 30 pounds to lose, or they just want to have better habits or mobility. Like what – where do they – like where do you even have them start? Awesome question, and it's a simple answer. Pick a single movement to focus on. I don't, I don't care what part of your body it hits. Whatever area you're most motivated to work, pick a single movement. Let's just say it's a plank because you know what? Everyone has back pain. Everyone wants to get abs. I'm not saying that planking only will give you abs, but there's also nothing wrong with someone who's doing absolutely nothing right now who says, I'm going to, in the immediately upon waking, midday and before bed, I'm going to do a one-minute plank. And I'm going to start by doing it three times a week. Week two, I'm going to do it four times a week. Week three, I'm going to do it five times a week. And then month two, I'm going to do a harder plank. Maybe I'll lift a leg, 30 seconds per side. Next month, I'll lift an arm, 30 seconds per side. You know, like, so you establish a winning habit that is easy, that you can do anytime, anywhere, no equipment. Like, again, I'm actually recommending not to sign up for a program for the average person. Prove to yourself that you can just do a single fucking exercise at least once a day for a minute. And you can break that minute up into six sets of 10 seconds. And once that habit's in place, compare it with another, pair with another movement. If it's, if it's a plank, pair it with a bridge. Now you're hitting the backside of your body. You got the front side, you got the backside. Oh shit, did that for a month. Add a side plank. Now I'm hitting the lateral sections. So now I've got a full core workout that I, I literally just do, I, I do it effort, effortlessly. And, and I don't actually have to train because I'm mixing it into my day. Diet-wise, pick a single meal to focus on and don't and eat that single meal every single day. You can eat other meals. Ideally, my recommendation, just from experience, it's a light meal midday and it's a heavier meal at night. And there's no snacking, baby. Snacking is for kids and the obese. And I know because <laughs> I used to be both. There's no snacking after 35, my friends. That, 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 those days are gone. It is true, though, too. I've, those days are gone. I don't meet a lot of people who are super successful that eat a ton of snacks. Dude, so here, you pick a meal. Here's a simple-ass meal. Long-ass days, simple-ass meals. That's the approach we take. Protein and produce, of course, but it's got to be super simple. One cup instant oats, all right? Uh, you can use whatever milk of choice. I like, I like the Fairlife chocolate milk. It's got less sugar, more protein, delicious. And um, I'll throw in flax meal. I'll throw in walnuts. I'll throw in uh, a cup of organic berries. I'll throw in a cup of organic protein powder. 
Um, it takes me three to five minutes to make. It is, uh, like for me, it's a perfect midday meal. It allows me to get the energy I need to finish off another hellish afternoon of work and train um, without having to have coffee in the afternoon because that getting rid of coffee for me, now, now I'm sleeping like a baby. I know. And I've, Uncle I've, Baby's recovering. I've gotten really good. Well, not today because um, I knew you were coming. But <laughs> on podcast days, I'll do that. But mostly, yeah, it's in the morning because I, I used to always do heavy-ass coffee in the afternoon too, which is great. Oh, dude, the work, the work rate is crazy. You, you will can, not get to sleep. Nope, and you won't be hungry and you'll be shredded, but you fucking stay up, man. And your heart rate is 10 to 20 beats oh, resting dude. higher. Oh, dude, yeah, I can tell. <sighs> like you start to feel – there would be times where I'd feel off. It's a dangerous game. I'm like, especially if we had a, because like, again, I'm trying to run a full gym, right? And then, oh, by the way, it's Friday night and I'm going to have a camera guy come in and I'm going to film for the next three hours like a psychopath. But now I'm old and I can't do that shit anymore. And again, the meal. So, right, like uh, that meal for me, I can, I eat that, uh, I eat that every training day. There's no, like no deviation, Jeremy. Like, why would I, why would I deviate? I get everything. I I get my omega-3s. I get my protein. I get my produce. I get a slow burn energy to power through the afternoon and train like a beast at the end of the day. And um, calorically, it's less than 1,000 calories for sure. Uh, I might throw some peanut butter in it. Sometimes I'll do a little dollop of whipped cream. I'll spice that shit up. Cinnamon yeah. powder, a little honey drizzle. But again, like, oh, I'll throw in a banana. But like, and again, I'm throwing in extra stuff. Like, start with, start, if you're listening, you're not me. Start with a basic-ass oatmeal, a cup of, a half, maybe even a half cup of oats. Because most people will have this and be like, I can't finish it. Yeah, I know. You're not, you don't have this furnace. No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, Uncle Baby's a big boy. But that's the point, though. It's like, okay, I can't even eat all that. Yeah, but you could eat something that was so much more calorie-dense but deficient in the nutrients. Dude. Because you can go to you – go, I, I drive by every day, and I'm not going to say the fast food place, but it's the, the most popular one that's ever existed. And <laughs> there's two <laughs> – decide what you want. <laughs> but they have two lines. So not just one line. There's yep. two lines in the drive-thru. And every fucking day, dude, it's 30 cars deep. 30. Now, I'll walk into Natural Grocers and grab True Story Chicken, a Koya, a pack of blueberries, and a Justin's Almond Butter Packet. And I'm, it, it took me the same amount of time. Now, I spent a couple more bucks for sure. I'm like, but nothing else is different. No. And I'm like, I feel full if I have to eat that. If I'm really starving, I'll do that. And I'm like, I'm good. Food prices are fucking out of control. I, I shop at Aldi's, bro. I'm like, you know what? Oh, I know. This, this is just crazy. I'm, I, I, and I can afford Whole Foods, but oh, I, dude, I, I, can't, I can't, I can't the afford worst. the pain in my body when I go there and, and, and I leave. And I, I, I can, it, dude, it could be 200 bucks with a single bag. It's weird because the same things are like natural groceries is pretty legit when I compare it to because you can get the same stuff. It just yeah. costs less. And now even like you guys have Safeway here or like yours is Ralph's. Ralph's. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But like the Koyas are less there than Whole Foods. For sure. By like a dollar. So you can get good shit. You just, oh, yeah, yeah. You just got to be thrifty to where you go. I get at Aldi. Uh, my habits have changed a little bit dietary wise. Like I've given up on like all things being organic. Those days are gone if you, if you want to actually save some money. Um, what, like, what chips do you do? Chips? I'll treat myself to Boulder Canyon. Oh, bro. Dude, those, those, dude, those thin and crispies. It's Arizona. Woo! Goodyear, Arizona, they make those. Oh, I mean, those are, again, that's the thing. If I do chips, it'll be with avocado oil. They taste like Old Dutch, the Ripple ones. No, you, they're excellent, man. Do you ever had Old Dutch as a kid? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Midwest thing. Yeah. And then uh, the Siete chips. Those are excellent. Yeah, those are the two we do. Those are, old, those are expensive, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I can get popcorn. They're good, though, man. Popcorn with salt, and, and I can throw a little butter. And that, that's, like, I, that's what I try to do more often. Again, like, these are things that are, like, the, the, the instant oats, three, for three bucks, I, can ha I have oatmeal for two weeks. 
<laughs> like I can the, uh, the egg, arguably the most complete source of nutrition I know. on the planet. It's one of the only things that hasn't been overly affected by food and food price inflation, right? Like beef, beef is insane. I, I, I can't have as much beef as I used to because of the, the price of it. I do. My steaks are like 15, 20 bucks a piece. Oof. I mean, easy. Um, and sometimes I eat two a night. Yeah, no, dude, same here. I, I need, when I eat this, uh, but again, like some days I'm like, okay, I got to get a 24 ounce in, in this body because if I go more than a couple of days without red meat, uh, things start like just not, sh- things start shutting down in me. I just, I lose the zest for life. My t- basically, my testosterone goes down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I what agree. I'm talking about. Yeah. It, things that the, the, you know, it's, uh, but what I'll do with beef most of the time is I'll just get, grass-fed ground beef at all these i can get a, a three three pounds of grass-fed ground beef for like 15 bucks that's cheap and that that can be a, a chilies for a whole week i can make a chili on sunday in two hours that is meals for the whole week uh with eggs man like they're one of my favorite meals simple ass meals uh six to eight omega-3 hard-boiled eggs in six to eight minutes i can make a nice soft boil extra virgin olive oil salt pepper crushed red pepper paprika a little hot sauce maybe some fruit on the side and uh, that that'll get that'll get me to six, at at noon that'll get me to six, and that I get all the nutrition I need, and it's very calorically controlled, um, but it's super filling. Like most people, those, how do you eat eight eggs? Well, it's like, that's I just listen to my body, and the, the six feels good, eight feels like perfect, for me, and I'm, I'm not saying you do that, but I'm just saying for me, that's a that's a meal I can do for the rest of my life, midday. Well, it's funny when you start to eat real food. And not all of the super processed shit because you realize you can't eat as much as you thought in terms of calories. Yep. When it's like just cauliflower rice or when it's just chicken, or when it's just eggs or when it's just cottage cheese or even like potatoes, like you can't eat that much. No, I can like still be. Oh, sure. Ridiculous. I go, but if you're used to eating all this other shit, I'm like, you're like, man, I actually can't eat more than a cup of oatmeal because then I'm full for the next five hours. But, dude, that's the whole light day, light meal, midday. And if you're going to eat midday, make it light because you, you got four more hours of work to do. And if you have to work out too, like you can't have a – if you have a heavy meal, you, will, you can't do good work in the afternoon. Um, that's why it's like shakes, salads, smoothies, uh, soups, um, or like, you know, I guess it's technically a cereal, the oats. And, and some people will say, well, that's so many carbohydrates. And it's like, look, man – um, I'm calorically controlled. I'm going to use the energy. And then if, if I'm not very active one day, then I'll go eggs and, and, and a grapefruit, you know, like, so I, I can, I can cycle my carbs based on how much activity I'm going on that day. So again, it's ideally pick two meals. <laughs> so you've got one meal and you've got the other meal and bounce between them or do one week, one, one week two. get really good at making it, find joy and satisfaction in it. It's it, really the bland food diet is the key. You got to get flavor out of your food during the week. The body, the brain can't handle all that flavor. It cannot control its appetite. You cannot control your portions. So you've got to be willing, like, to be, ha- like, you know, it's, it's chicken, rice, broccoli. Maybe there's some olive oil and, and uh, natural butter on, on the broccoli or you cooked, whatever. But, um, and then, again, you can work in flexibility to the diet, but you can't have a winning habit. There's daily flexibility to me is very tough for the average person. And I think it's something that can be a reward to someone like you and I after decades of effort and foundation. Oh, you know, technically we could have flexibility every day and we'd be fine. We couldn't have as much fun on one of the days of the week. It's right. all about checks and balances. Yeah. It'd be, it's hard to, I'm better at that now than I used to be. When I say that, I'm like, I'll have like Ezekiel 
cinnamon raisin bread with like peanut butter and like some jam on it but that's it again it my day it fits and it doesn't push me over the limit of anything where maybe five six seven years ago I wouldn't have done that I would have been like fuck it I'm gonna wait till but I also don't eat enough I think I like Heather like she'll do it's the same thing shrimp cauliflower rice asparagus is like her main fucking go-to meal what else you need and I'm like that sucks I don't want to eat that but meanwhile (laughs) I'm eating like a steak and asparagus and like a potato or something and I'm like but I eat the same shit every day almost you also you have you have a higher you need more fat well, yeah training intensity of being a guy hormonally you need more fat yeah and i can't i think i like eating all that stuff too but it's the we eat the same things over and over and over again and even on the when i used to do like hey i'm gonna wait till mine's typically like saturday night i'm gonna eat whatever but now it's like i don't want to feel like shit on sunday so even the stuff i eat that's not great it's still basically all real food for the most part even if we get like these cinnamon rolls, I'm going to forget the brand, but they're at natural <laughs> grocers, but it's all like real shit. It's like the ingredients are organic. Yeah, there's still sugar in them. And the calorie count is probably, you know, comparable to like one of the, like a Pillsbury or one of those, but it's not all the bullshit. And over time, like I do feel there's a difference when I'm not eating all the stuff, like with all the different oils and the different shit oh, that yeah, they yeah. put in them. Like I do feel a difference and you taste a difference too because you start to have a different palate than when you would just crush you know straight you know oreos or whatever the fuck it'd be calories are calories but there's a difference between a good next day and a next day hangover and you'll yeah. you'll, you'll lose a day of work and your workouts will suck so technically you may have only ate in bad one day but you've lost two days yeah so yeah and and like you know and the volume of what i used to do is down drastically sure like, I can't, I used to be able to go eat, like, two pizzas. Dude, there's no, if I go and I eat a couple of pizzas, I'm like, this has got to be good because I'm going to feel like a bag of shit. Yep. Like, it's just tough to do. Because, again, I don't do it often either. And, like, I can't tell you the last time I had a real ice cream. Like, real ice cream? Like, fuck no. Like, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, like, I, I probably haven't been to Cold Stone, dude, or Dairy Queen in 10 well, fucking years. Well, that's a good idea. You should never go to those places. Yeah. <laughs> but, God, like, there's one you, you get some Haagen-Dazs and have a cup. But you'd walk in and be like, just the smell, like, oh, man. Like, it's just a different oh, Dangerous thing. games, Because I'm not willing to feel like shit. I don't want Saturday to steal from Sunday or whatever day it is. Exactly. But that's, that's an evolution, though. It's taken a long time to get there. It's an evolution, and you also you're committed to shirtless content. And, again, when I'm not, that's when my eating habits slip. Like, the, uh, like I Well, because you I, just, you know, you can, it's, like being, yeah. it's like being in the Midwest in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, like, look. It's flannel season. Dude, I, I, I believe that it's healthy for the body to fluctuate in body fat throughout the year. I think our bodies are designed for that. For sure. Within five or ten pounds. Okay? But but when I schedule, I, I, I had a shoot right after Thanksgiving, and I have a shoot in between Christmas and New Year's. By design. To, and, and by I, design. By design. And I have a shoot right after New Year's. So I'm going to have to be – like, I'm going to have some prime rib, um, some veggies, some mashed potatoes. Maybe I'll have one or two pieces of pumpkin pie. But it's going to be pretty moderate. But for me, that's going to be a great meal. And for me, really, too, I just need more calories some days, you know, because I'll end up, like, uh, doing more work. I get hit with creative fuel. Um, I'll want to train the next day. Like, because most days I just I, – I, I, I never want to train because I'm, I'm, I'm in a deficit. That's how I operate during the week, but it gives me fuel. It's strange. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it fuels you, but you're, you're running on empty. Um, but when I fill the tank, that gives me my creative juices. That gives me my zest for life. Um, but if I go too, too long on that, then I can't do the shirtless content. So 
Um, and and you're, you've been committed to that nonstop, so that, that's why the diet's so fucking tight. If you're, if you're wondering why, he is a machine, but he also has put incentives in place where he just never overdoes it. Well, and that's, what I, that's why I always frame it to people. They're like, hey, I got a dude come in not that long ago. He's like, you know, what body fat are you? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Pretty fucking lean. And because uh, I don't know, like we don't clip anymore. It doesn't matter. No, if, if, I, if, if, if I feel good and it looks good, like that's just what it's going to be. And I feel I feel good here. Like I feel I could be a little bit fatter and probably be a little bit stronger. And my performance could probably be a little bit better. I would just look worse if I'm being completely honest. But again, I don't play sports anymore. And like, who gives a fuck if yeah. I deadlift 600 pounds or 500 pounds? It's irrelevant. And he's kind of asking me like how I go through stuff. And I'm like, man, you just work a normal job, dude. Like I have these external motivators out here for me that you don't have. And that's, I'm not saying it's the only reason I do it because I eat this way to feel good. I go, but I could be fatter and still eat really good. But knowing that we are always on camera and we're always filming stuff over and over and over again, there is this thing just hanging over my head and it's been so long now. It's just like what we do. Yeah. It's such a, like a discipline that's created this almost like, you know, assembly line robot mentality where when I first started doing this, it'd be like we do something for muscle and fitness or bodybuilding.com and you get super shredded, but I could be like in our industry, like kind of fat when I wasn't that. Oh, sure. You know, and you're not fat, but in, and I hate to say this because and this is real. You could have abs and still be like fat. Like that's the kind of like the. In, in some circles, absolutely. And then that's what I grew up in. So you would be, because if I sent a picture where I just had like water, I call it like watery abs, right? Like they're not going to call you. Like that, you weren't no. going to, that wasn't going to be it. So, but that's how it started off. And then it, it morphed into this because we would only do photo shoots. We weren't doing heavy video in 2008, 9, 10, 11. When that started to come about, that's when it started to like change. Like, okay, well, if we're really going to do this, like we got to be the bodybuilding type of like lifestyle is over. This is a fucking serial killer shit. Now. Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I don't envy those people. I, I, I tried it and, uh, you know, but, like again, for me, the, the but this is harder. I think no, overall, it, it is. It is. It is. Like this is healthier too, because that it's all an eating disorder. I don't care how you fucking slice. Like sure. what you do, what I do, what Alexia does, what Hannah does. We're all fucked. Like we're all we are so <laughs> all fucked in our heads. Of and I don't mean that like kind of in a bad way, because when I go to a grocery store, my experience compared to a normal person and then compared to like even a healthy person it's got to be completely different oh yeah just where i walk like if you could track my steps i know exactly where i'm going i don't deviate from the path i'm not going to go down this aisle and see what i don't need anything fucking new and if i like natural groceries is cool because there's like new products and things i'll find but they're never good things for me oh uh siete makes these uh, mexican like shortbread uh snickerdoodle cookies awesome and they taste great I don't need to fucking find that stuff. Like, I just don't need to. So no. my experience is very just boom, 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 boom. Here we're going to go. Where I think somebody else's is different. And I say that because there, it's, a, it's worked for me. I've managed it to make. But it, there is some kind of either disordered eating or some really weird eating management skills I've developed over time. Just like you have and oh, yeah, yeah. anybody else. But I do think this is the healthier way to do it versus going in there and just being like, well, I'm just going to eat whatever today. Because that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, the simplicity of what I've outlined is unappealing to most people. But you couldn't be successful if you did it a different way, I don't think. No, no, no. And, like, the, the guy uh, I mentioned walking in the neighborhood, and this guy, 
he uh, every day he finds me. They're driving by, um, and he he drives by a couple of days ago, and he goes, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Uh, and he goes, "I just put my two hours in at the gym," and you know he's overweight and he's he's had a desire to lose weight, and uh, every time anytime he sees me, he talks to me about his weight. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm walking the dog. I got my headphones on. I'm actually, I was listening to your podcast. And um, and I, I got to go through the whole spiel. He's like, I put my two hours in. It's like, congratulations. Two weeks from now, you will be putting your zero hours in. Because all you need to start with is 10 or 20. Why, why are you starting so hard? But what is that for people? Like, they get this, it's, it's, a, it's like this instant motivation where I'm going to go a fucking 100%. And this is it, and then it fizzles out. They want to get it done in 30 days. They, they, tr- they truly believe they can. I mean, and I've, we've all been there, and amazing things can happen in 30 days. For sure. Trust me. But the reality of it is, if it's not, we say this all the time, not sustainable, it's not questionable. But the, what I know from what I've done, 80% of people, this is like, these are, these are facts. I've got all the data. All right. Like, I, I, I had this at a level of a brand like men's health. And I have it at a level of a really high performing small business now. Um, and the average person who's interested in fitness can do three 20 minute workouts a week. You can maybe get them to 30, but 20 is smarter because a 20 minute workout takes a half an hour all in, right? You got to set up, you got to now 20% of people that have locked in that habit have the interest and motivation level to do 20 more minutes. Now, a 40-minute workout is an hour workout. But anything more than three workouts a week for the average person is not smart because of the fact that you're not taking in the stressors of life and work and aging, and you always want to have a positive recovery to work ratio if you're over 30. If you're over 40, it's it's a mandatory situation for most people. Um, Everyone else, like maybe nine weeks, you can go two hours. People like you and me, um, where like we, we, we have it at our office and like I don't have to go anywhere. I, I can put in really long workouts sometimes because I can literally go from uh, – I go from my office. Okay, I need, I need 10 minutes to calm and focus my mind for this intense workout. I'll jump on the inversion trainer, decompress my spine, and do a box breath. And then I'll get into, I'll get into the hot tub for 10 minutes because I can warm up. It takes me 10 minutes in the hot tub to do what would take me an hour on land to warm up. Because it's so hot. Yeah. Everything just melts. And then I can massage my muscles quickly and I can get into some mobility. Now I'm ready to start my workout. And then I can go right outside into the cold tub. And if I'm really feeling good, I can bounce between hot and cold, immediately start the recovery process. And then I eat a wholesome protein and produce meal and get in my Normatex. So again, like the number of things that have to happen if I was to leave the house for that, you know, like I could, it would take me a full day to do all of that, but I can do it in two or three hours at home. But when you describe it, when people are like, oh, I worked out for two hours, if I'm working out for over an hour, at least 25 minutes of it is mobility and tissue work. Sure. If not, like at least a half hour. And that's sometimes I'm just like tight as shit or super sore. I'm like, oh, I need to do this and then I'll do the workout. And so, yeah, it might have took me 90 minutes. And then a lot of that is rest time though in between too. Because if I'm loading heavy enough, it's not like I'm doing heavy ass split squats and waiting 45 seconds to do them again. Dude, people have it all backwards. Like, I'm going to take some time, dude. Like, I, especially if I'm deadlifting oh. or doing something where it's like I'm picking up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds off the ground. Like, I'm going to walk away for like two, three minutes, dude. Like, and, it, and then I'll just know, okay, now I can do another set. So, yeah, I might have worked out for a longer time, 
but there was an insane amount of rest time. And I can only do that so many days before, like, you feel it, like, how do you say it, structurally. Like, my body's like, okay, bro. It's like you just were wrestling for three hours. Like, your oh, yeah. body's beat to shit. No, dude, you, you feel, I, we were talking about it too, like, the, the metabolic stress, like a Metcon circuit and the salt bike test, like, that just, you, you feel like you're, you're, you're going to die, like, you, you feel sick. You know, like it's a systemic stress. Physically um, ill. Yeah. yeah. When you when you strength train uh, with intensity and focus, like the right way, you feel like you get hit by a tidal wave. Like it wipes you the fuck out. Like to the point where I'm like, wow, man, like this is – so this is 40 for me. Like I can do these workouts, but they literally uh, – they chew me up and they spit me out. They change me uh, and they test me. But um, there are days where I have to say, okay, I have to have a conversation. It's like, okay. This will not. This will be a subpar workout. My body is telling me that I'm tight, I'm stiff, and I also have to film tomorrow, which is a workout. <laughs> okay, I've got to do that workout. Yes. So what? What I'm going to not do is my training. I'm just going to do everything else. People will do the exact opposite. They'll think, oh, okay, I feel like shit. I'm stressed out. Uh, I'm tight. My lower back has been bothering me. But you know what? Instead of doing some mobility massage, just getting into the hot tub, getting into some shin box. Uh, I'm going to try to pick up something heavy, but I'm not going to warm up. But I only have 10 minutes, so if I'm going to do something, i got to fucking kill myself. And uh, you have 20 minutes, at least half of that should be dedicated to what's most important, which is your mobility. Well, it's weird because it's the biggest – it's better now. Like, our stuff's come a long way with people listening. And I always shared this, like, you know, 10 years ago, we would do, like, every fourth Friday was, like, mobility and foam rolling Friday. Yep. And a group of 30 people would turn into a group of five because they would tell me they didn't need to do that, even though I'm watching them move, like, bags of shit um, through space. But now people are more willing to do it. However, we'll build it. We build it into the groups now, so you can't escape it. Like, this spot's just Spider-Man steps. So, but even that, people will try to do them quick because I think they ate and drank, like, shit the day before. So the mentality is, well... I need to burn these calories off and do all this other shit, even though you don't. And that's a hard thing to get people to understand. Like you can't skimp on them. Like we, again, that's why we build it into the groups so you can't escape it. But even that's not enough. And you're starting to see people do more, but there is this thing where, well, I just need to do more exercise. But you know what the issue is too? They start, they make their mobility hard. They do stretches they have no business doing. True. You got to do lighter stretches. You can't jump on a foam roller, most people. You probably just get a, you get a fifty dollar Theragun knockoff at Home Goods and start doing some light massage. That's easy. You can you can sit on your ass watching TV and massage your whole body with it. Now for me, the Theragun only has effect like on my arms, my neck. Uh, like if I pu- up, yeah, if I push it hard as fuck into the bottoms of my feet, you can get it. Yeah. So like, but I gotta I gotta like you gotta really go in really dig, dude. Thighs, glutes. It's it's a useless tool. Yeah. It just, I'm just being honest. Um, if it, massage is, is an art form and you need, you need different tools. Like when I want to go hard, I get the scraper and do like uh, part of, I told you I, I'm, I'm taking the last two weeks just to heal, but I'm, I'm aggressively like I'm tearing up my tissues when I massage, I'm doing intense massage. Uh, do we which, do the barbell for quads? Oh, dude, there you go. Like some, so the thing is brutal. You can't start with that though. That's like, lift, oh, that's like deadlifting 500 pounds when you can't hold the bar. Yeah. So um, people need to start with very light massage. I, I also recommend using their hands because uh, it's self-limiting. Your, your grip's going to get tired. And you'll also get a nice hand workout. But, For sure. Um, you know, get some lotion, start stripping your forearms. You know, uh, you can get into your traps. You can start working on your calves. Um, but how much more do you appreciate it now at 40 than like 30? 
Well, the thing is, I know if the muscles are tight and there's knots in them, the, the, the workout's going to be ineffective. I'm just going to get tighter. Like that's the, the, the dirty secret of strength training is that it makes you tight. It yeah. has a great return, but you are going to have extra tension in your body. That's what looks good. That tone looks great, but you have to be so proactive in taking the tension out. Otherwise, uh, you know, the, the tissue gets knotted and ropey. And especially if you don't hydrate enough, it, it, you know, you dehydrate the tissue. And now, now you're really starting to put pressure on the joints. Um, so for me, if I don't have the time, like that, that, that workout I told you, five sets of 15, close grip, by the way, chin-ups and dips. So, you know, it's close grip, meaning it's more arms. When the, when the biceps go, like, <laughs> there's nothing left. Yeah. Like, if I it was using more back, like, you, even though this is a, overhand is a harder grip, the lats have more endurance. You know, they, they have an ability to really go, um, or the legs in particular. Like, you can push. You, you get to 10, and you can find a way to do 20 in some cases with the lower body fibers. But, um, like, t- to know, like, how hard that's going to be and – if I don't take the time to get the neurotension out of my biceps, by, by set three, hitting to failure, I'm going to start getting some tingling. Because just, you know, there's so many nerves that run through those arms. And as you get older, in, the biceps are an area that gets super tight uh, with age, the chest, you know, the neck, uh, hamstrings. There's just certain areas of your body that get super fucking tight and primed to get pulled. So that even though the workout only takes me 20 to 25 minutes, it took me an hour to prep my old ass body in mind to get up for that at the end of a long work day. So it's not a sustainable approach for the average person. That's why you got you got to make it really fucking easy and, and really, really simple because uh, all you want to do from exercise, exercise is initially designed to make you feel better. Hormonal release, mood improvement, blood sugar regulation, circulation throughout the whole body. It's not initially supposed to be a, a, a mental test. You know, it's just, can we do a minute? Can we get a minute habit in here today right before I brush my teeth? Can, can right before I, I make my coffee, I can do a minute plank. And then next, and then what the coffee ends up being, which you, you love, by the way, it fires you up for your day and you look forward to your coffee. Let me stack that plank habit right before my morning coffee. And maybe it becomes a two minute plank. Maybe it becomes, like you said, that five minute core workout before you have your morning coffee. And maybe that five minute circuit gets repeated twice for a 10 minute workout. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm going to start training my legs. I'm going to do 10 minutes of step ups right after my 10 minute core workout. And then that's a 20-minute habit that if I did three times a week, by the end of a year, you would transform your body physically. And you'd have such confidence in yourself that you, you'd join one of our programs. Maybe, maybe we have to wait for a year to get them, to prove to themselves they can do this by themselves, by the way. Because people that come to the gym, I respect you, but I don't respect you like I respect someone training at home. Because they are, no. they are different motherfuckers. It's way I, – I, I don't do it like – I have, but I don't like you to. You could do it, but it is tough. It's just not like for me, well, I'm always there. It's just different. Like I just and I watch people do it. I'm like, this person's in their garage in Wisconsin in February. And I know it's cold as fuck. And they're <laughs> doing this Metcon that I designed. And I'm doing it in Scottsdale and the sun's out and yep. it's fucking awesome. And they don't do this for a living. And they're gonna go to their job and their kids are gonna be talking shit to them and I'm like And they don't have a hot tub. No, they don't have anything. You know, like, and, and that's, and I, by the way, we didn't either. So we know, but at the same time, because we prioritized our but health I, and fitness. I wasn't 40 either. Though. You weren't, yeah, exactly. You were younger and, uh, but we knew we were going to get older and, and now we need more. And that's part of what, if you're younger, start saving up for some of this stuff. You're going to need an inversion table. You're going to want to have a hot tub ready. Like you're going to want to have a hot tub ready if you can. 
um, instead of wasting money on a fucking car or an overly expensive house or um, like an idiot like me who goes and leaps a jeez. A jeez, a jeep. A jeez. Um, and, uh, well, you start to make better choices because you realize, like, this is the one thing that's going to – if it's people listening, like, when you feel good – Everything else is just better. Yeah, man. Like you're more motivated. You're more productive. Everything else in your life is improved. And a lot of these things are not, it's not, hey, man, I'm going to, I have to row a marathon or I have to fucking lift 800 pounds. It's put your foam roller like in your living room where you can see it. And even if you're a lazy ass and you walk by it 800 times, eventually you'll just hop on it because it's there. But we'll have people who hide it in a closet or they'll put it wherever else. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I get it's not aesthetically like super cute and it doesn't go with your crate and barrel setup. But who gives a fuck, dude? Like, because when we have stuff just sitting out, like, I'm more inclined to do it. But that, you notice that's changed. People really, the the aesthetic of fitness products now has gone way up. Yes. Like, the hyperwear stuff looks good. Yeah. Those legs, that they, they rest on my couch. It, this actually might be too much information, but um, in college, um, I had never had sex before. And I invested in... Um, in college? No, I mean, that there was, uh, my, like I said, my wife, I met my wife in college, and uh, everything happened from there. But uh, I was like, you know what? Let's spice it up. I'm going to get the Liberator. <laughs> remember this fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's like a ramp, and there's multiple levels. Um, I use it to elevate my legs when I do the Normatec. It's a sex ramp, but it's become like a, yeah. a lymphatic drain <laughs> for, <laughs> that rests on my couch. But like, It's a secondary option. It looks good over there. Like, yeah. and the, Their foam rollers look really nice. Um, I have a nice-looking pull-up unit that actually like adds an aesthetic value. So, again, like... You might need to it, it, you might need to be willing to invest in some higher end pieces so that your significant other doesn't think it's ugly. Some pull up bars are an absolute eyesore. And by the way, if you're making video, you do want the equipment to look good because it gives you a better scene. It's a better set. Yeah. Um, so, but most people aren't thinking about things that way, and you know, um, you know that that's when it becomes uh, you know you put that shit away. It's too hard to get, and it's not with an eyesight, and it will not become an initial habit. Now, once it's like once it's locked in, you don't need to see your toothbrush. But if you don't have a toothbrush habit, you have to, before you go to bed, you've got to put the toothbrush that, that actually on the sink. Ideally, you can either have the paste right next to it or even put the paste on the head and have it ready to go first thing you wake up. Um, and then at some point, you can put it away. Because you know, I, I'm going to do this anyway, and I'd rather not have my toothbrush out. But these are the things that people don't think about that are the difference between yes or no. Well, and if, if you're not, I guess if you're thinking about it like, well, you know, it sounds like a bunch of steps and it's not like, you know, if you're going to have a problem with your body, it's like when, because, you know, it's like if you played sports, right? Like, can you do all the same things kind of, but not in the same way? Yeah. Like you can't get to the same spots as quickly or the percentage of which you were successful goes down drastically and you can still be super fit as you get older. You can still be super strong. Your endurance can be great. You can still look like a rock star. But if you're listening and you think, well, when I was 26, you're not fucking 26 anymore. Like, you're going to have to do more and be better and more efficient as you get older. It's just the reality of it. And if you've been skimping on it and you've been lucky enough genetically just to get through without being injured and having a bunch of problems, that's cool. But eventually, it will catch up to you, especially decisions you probably made 15 years ago will kind of rear their head somewhere down the line oh dude that's the sad part about it is that um as intelligent I've, as intelligent as i got uh with this and how much experience i have um the idiocy from year 16 to 19 
in a powerlifting, like football weight training setting. Like the back issue I had, uh, it all started from, I told, I told you the story last night about yeah. like, I was trying to make the thousand pound club. Uh, the the f- three previous lifts put me in a situation where I had to go pull 345 pounds. I'm 15 years old, by for the way. Peop- yeah, for people listening, give them the whole like, they're like, what is the thousand pound club? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's typically, again, I, I went to a small ass school. So it but was you're four in, lifts. You're in high school. Yeah, I was a freshman you're too. You're in high school here. Yeah. This is what grown ass men do. Yeah, no, this, I, was, I was 15, uh, newly 15. And uh, I wanted to be the first one in my class to make the thousand pound club. And you get this yellow shirt that says thousand pound club. And then they put your name on the board next to all the legends that played. And um, so to me, that was like, I have to get this done. And, um, and I started benching the barbell. And the next day, next five days, I couldn't move my arms from, from like the barbell. Like, you know, it's coming down. It's like the right side, it goes down and the left side goes down. And then it finally hits the chest. And then it comes up uneven and wavering. It's crazy to think back, like, the first time I bench pressed. Oh, my God, dude, like a baby fucking deer. You have no stability. No. Like, none. And no strength. God, it is trippy. It is, it is. And, and, and in a very short order of time, I'm positioned to, to go and hit this number. But I had only previously uh, – I, I, I deadlifted 295 before, uh, and then I tried 300, and I just couldn't get it. But At I was – 15 years old. 15 years old. And then – um, I did the bench, I did the, uh, power clean, um, and I underperformed on both. I, I, I was hoping to get 200 for each of those. I only got 185 on, on both the squat. I, I forget what the squat was, but it was maybe, um, whatever it was, it left me with a needed total of 345 on, on a straight bar deadlift. And again, I failed it at 300. So this was this was um, a very unsafe thing that was about to happen. I put on two weight belts, and the, all the teams are around me. My, the coach and mentor who got me into it, like screaming. Uh, I, I picked it off the ground, and um, immediately my spine bent. And I, I kind of, I, I, and then basically for about five seconds, I struggled to get it up to my knees. And then, luckily, the, my spine had not broken yet. <laughs> <laughs> and and I found a way to slowly uh, lock it out for another five seconds. This was a 15-second lift, and for most of the time, my spine was completely rounded down. But because of the energy in the room and the desire to please my coach and prove that I was, I was a, 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 not just a boy, a man, um, I pulled it up, and, um, like, what a, what, a, what a terrible situation that is for a 15-year-old kid. Well, it's the, uh, it's the Thanos. Uh, what did it cost you? Everything. It, I was filming. <laughs> I was I, With a 25-pound dumbbell, I was doing an alternating hand swing, and, and my, I hurt my back for six months. But it all started with the idiocy of my youth. I, and again, and then gravity starts to take over. You're on the, years for certain, like, you're on the, the earth for 35 to 40 years. Gravity has compressed your body. There's just, even without injuries or heavy training, you, there's wear and tear in your body. It just, it just it is what it is, and um, you pick up stuff along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And um, the damage. I, I'm still trying to fix my left knee. Um, like from 16 to 19. If you if you are a kid listening uh, to this podcast, uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> but if you are, um, don't burn through those cycles when you're young because you you can get through them and, and and be resilient. But the cost later in life, like even with this level of knowledge and consistency and determination. The stuff I have to do 
just to get my left knee ready to train now from all the damage that happened, like from 16 to 19. Um, it's sad because it like, it, it limits me. Um, but I keep working on it and it's like 90 to 95%. And it used to be 1%. You see what I'm saying? But like, it could be a hundred and there, then I would have no limitations on my body at 40, but I was an idiot when I was young. Well, it's that, you know, whose dick is the biggest mentality in dudes lifting. And it's a weird thing. And some dudes still do that, like when they're 50 years old, which oh, yeah, is yeah. crazy to me. Um, you know, like in our era, like how much do you bench? Like that was... They never evolve. And by the way, that's not just in the gym. It's endemic to their life. There's no evolution in how they approach life. This life life's supposed to change as you get older. But that cultural part of it for a lot of people still is a thing where they'll go in, well, my teammate does this, so I need to do this. And it's like, you don't have to though. No. And it's really hard... I mean, maybe I can get through to a kid who's younger just because like, I look a certain way. But it's like when their mom or dad's telling them, like, well, fuck you, mom and dad. You don't know. And it's like, well, they do know. Like, because your dad was you. Yep. Like, and he was doing dumb shit, too. And he's just trying to tell you. But it's a really tough thing because I remember being in the, the weight room and you'd see. Again, and then just know, like, hey, maybe you're not strong yet, dude. But that's hard dude, for people to swallow. It's all about frame, isn't it? Like, the thing is, that there's, there's, there's a 12-year-old like you and I were. And there's a 12-year-old Mike Tyson. Okay, like we are not the same. No, we're not the same. We didn't have a frame that could attack the style of workouts that a 12-year-old Mike Tyson was doing probably until about 35. Mike Tyson's beating up like dads when he's like 14. Yeah. You know, that's a different thing. But you have to know that like, well, my, my, again, like when I'm in high school, there's friends of mine were grown ass men. At 15, I was not a man. At 15, I had man friends. Yeah. Then you have to kind of know that though too. Yeah, and you got to be honest with yourself, and you got to like you know that that's where it, it is. It's not just about age; it's about maturity and frame. And uh, you might be able to lift it, but you don't you, you don't have the you might be able to pick it up, but you don't have the frame to lift it. And that's a big difference. Uh, you, and and you, you know you look at a kid and it's like this kid, there's no body awareness. This 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 is body weight training until and for three years. Until you see some stability at the spinal level, where they're not like wavering, they're in a lunge and they're they're like literally wavering, you know, uh, in a split stance. Um, but anyway, what's the next question? I have a ton of these questions. Let's, let's, let's go rapid fire now. On before these. I piss my pants, um, I'm getting close. Uh, what is this guy's question? These are all from Instagram, by the way. Um, how much should you pay attention to calories burned on an Apple Watch? I think that's the least important metric you can track and it gets you in a situation where you're trying to out exercise the calories you take in and you will always lose in chasing that. The real focus needs to be uh, a certain level of time invested and a frequency of that. Uh, and that's the key. So again, if it's, I, I, I can find 10 minutes, three times a week, that's the focus. However many calories you burn during that, that's sustainable. Um, and, uh, you know, the other piece of it too is a lot of the stuff like aerobic exercise does burn more calories, right? You're in motion. It's easier to do. You can do it for longer, but initially, yeah, initially, yeah, it's, it's better for recovery than it is for training. And, uh, it doesn't change your body like training does. So, um, you might do a, a more effective workout might only burn 200 calories. Some of the best workouts you can do like that, that five sets of, uh, 15 close grip chin ups and dips, not a lot of calories were burned, but what it did to my metabolism for the next three days and what it does to um, the, the look of my body um, and the fact that I also walk and I do mobility throughout the day, um, you know, so 
the answer to that is focus on your minimum investment of time and a, and a minimum frequency. Commit to that for at least six or 12 weeks, and then you can reevaluate whether that uh, you want to make it longer or more frequent. But um, the calorie output, man, like that's a fast track to an eating, in my opinion, a fast track to an eating disorder, obsessive compulsiveness with uh, exercise and activity. Cause you start, what you start chasing is how long can I work out? Cause you, you work out longer, you burn more calories, but that's not good. People are busy. We got to find a way to get this done in a shorter period of time and make it sustainable. So again, I think it fucks up the whole process. I mean, if you want to track it, that's fine. Cause I'll, we'll hear the what, like I wear a cheap, this just is for the time and it counts my steps. Yeah, sure. It's kind of cool. Um, but the ones you'll hear like exercise ring closed, like that's how they kind of have them set up. Yeah. But even with the steps, like I'll do it, especially on days when I have a lot of office bullshit to do, just so I realize, like, okay, bro, you haven't moved around at all yet. Um, but even with that, I'm a huge fan of like the steps for you guys because walking is probably the easiest thing you can do. 100%. But if you don't have the time, and maybe you only have 20 minutes, but you could do lunges and push a sled because you have that base built. That 20 minutes might not be 10,000 steps, but it's way more bang for the buck. There you go. And that's where the steps always aren't equal. There you go. You know, like, well, I got 16,000 steps today. I'm like, yeah, well, you didn't fucking pick up anything. Calories aren't equal, whether it's exercise or food. You know, again, it, it, there's there's quality and there's uh, the actual effect of the training. And the effect of the training is exponential with – a properly structured workout with with aerobic it, it's pretty one for one like you know you burn that amount of, ca that amount of calories um and uh you know that's great and especially if it's a sustainable amount like if you can walk an hour every day it means that even if you don't train you move for an hour that's awesome um and but, but to think you can i'm gonna burn 500 calories today so i can eat 500 more calories that you're gonna lose that that's that's the mindset that will fuck you because i don't Maybe that's 500 real calories. Maybe it's not. I go, but I know these food labels can be off by like 20%. Like that's a real thing it too. Makes, it makes it so if you, do only, if you only burn 499 calories, the less effective workout. That's crazy talk. That's well, what I'm you, saying, but that, that's literally what it does when you focus on that. Like if that number is your number versus like going from, 20, going from 10 to 20 push-ups and what that'll do to your upper body. I agree. You know, like that, that, now there's a number to focus on. Now, you don't burn a lot of calories doing 20 push-ups. You know, maybe, maybe you burn 5 to 10 calories. And if you did five sets, we're talking like 25 to 50 calories. But what's more impactful on the human body, those five sets of push-ups that burn 50 calories or that one-hour walk? I think it depends on the day. Like, if you, it's a stressful day and maybe you need to clear your mind and go for a walk. But if you're trying to actually build muscle and change the way your body looks, the 50-calorie workout is much better than the 500. So that's the fucking mindset where people are so focused on calories because they tell, we tell people you're eating too many calories. You're not moving enough. Not that that's not correct, but <laughs> what we're not addressing is people have no education. They have no physical education. No, no, physical education. no, we don't. Well, and we, it's tough, man, because like you're teaching people again, like you talked, just do one thing because you come into a workout or a program and here's 10 exercises you should do. But you look at the best athletes in the world, they do like one thing. Yeah, there's there's a single thing you focus on most days at most two. Maybe there's a superset. You know, like it's a push and a pull. Or it's uh in most cases too, if there's one movement like a squat or a deadlift, in between you're doing fillers. You know, you you can you can or or you know what? A lot of times I'll just need to walk around the room for two to three minutes and get my mind right and yep. breathe. So um 
you know, it, 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 it is what it needs to be. And if I was focused on burning calories, I would do something stupid, which is like hit, hit the bike for three minutes during oh. my rest period. And then again, like then now I'm destroying the workout because now I'm under recovered for this heavy strength training. I'm losing out the strength effect. So again, it's all about focus and goal, but, um, in every scenario, unless the goal is as many calories as you can get in a minute on an assault bike for a test, Bro. it's one of the worst uh, metrics we can measure and uh, and basically figuring out if someone has an active lifestyle. Agree. Uh, this dude asks, what is this? Three intense aerobic yoga sessions per week too much if you're trying to gain size. Bro. Just stop doing yoga. Just squat and deadlift. Is this what? Bro. Is this yoga with a hundred pound weight vest? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I'm basically just like, hey, if dude, if for most people, and this is me, if you're trying to gain size, it's really you're not. Your problem isn't you're doing too much activity. More than likely, the, the issue with yoga is that the the progressive overload caps out quite quickly. Like you know, once you you know either you either can or can't get into a, a plank, right? But then, you know, you can progress it with lifting a leg, lifting an arm. But what, 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 how many calories do you burn doing yoga? It can't, know, it can't be a ton. But again, like yoga was never, that's the thing is like they're taking something and bastardizing it. Yoga was never designed to be a weight loss form of exercise. It's supposed to be about mindset and breathing and mobility and really longevity. People yeah. that, you know, people that just want to look like a human being used to look. Like they don't, humans beings, like people think they look like they did an apocalypto or like 300. No one looked that way. No. People just had like normal human bodies. You could be shredded because you're probably hungry. You might be lean, but yeah. they, they, they rarely were people shredded. They, you know, because people aren't eating to support a shredded, like you can be lean. Yeah. Because you weren't eating every, every you're just, day. You're just hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you look literally like uh, the body's been untouched. Yeah. Because all the body does is it walks and it maybe picks some things up, but it's not been progressively overloaded to... to to do all these things that we can do to it now. And the nutrition wasn't there and they don't, the stress was through the charts. People are literally trying to survive daily. <laughs> like the cortisol going through your system. Like they don't know where the meal, is. the meal, we don't know where the meal is. Yeah. We can't get it delivered. Groceries were not delivered. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, the answer to that is, uh, yoga is a great form of exercise for the right goal. Uh, it's not designed for weight loss or muscle gain. No. And I don't think it takes away from, Either of those things. No, unless you're, you're a beginner and anything you do that's new and anything that involves like supporting your body weight and, and, and breathing in particular, um, that's going to feel like an overload to your body. Yoga will overload you definitely for the first four to six weeks. So don't pick up yoga and weight training. You got to start with one thing. If you're going to start with one thing, I would say actually start with yoga because at least you have like something that will get you more likely to not murder yourself when you pick up weights and then at least it becomes a recovery option on days you can't do intensive training. But, um, you know, so that, that's, that's the answer to that. And most people, if you're not gaining size, it's a calorie issue like that's, or it's likely a genetic issue because some people can't gain muscle. No. And, uh, and I'll say this too, for every kid, cause I did this too. I would drink, what was the brand like Cytogainer shakes and shit? Oh shit. Like man. And not only the amount of like digestive stress, that puts on your body because God knows what was even in that shit back then. Um, but your body's not designed to break down and metabolize like 1500 calories in a minute. No, man. And it's liquid. So it's way faster than whole food, how it comes through. And 
that puts a pressure on you that I don't think you're built for, especially now you're doing it multiple times a day. Cause like, you know, I was like everybody else. I was the skinny kid and I'm like, I just need to be 180 and then 190 and then 200. And that number just keeps going up until you're like, well, I feel so fucking shitty and I got a giant moon face. Like this is not good, <laughs> but, but you want to do it also like so fast. Like I just, I don't want to just be bigger. I want to be bigger and shredded. Oh yeah. But you want to, you want to skip all the steps at the same time. And I'm like, well, how are these guys doing it? I'm like, well, that guy's 36 and I'm 23. That's how he did it. Yep. And genetics and all these different things too. So just take that for people who are like, if you're trying to gain size, ask yourself like, can you like genetically, can you actually do it? And is it necessary? And what do you think it looks like when you get there too? Cause I think we, our idea in our head is different than what reality really is because to be over 200 pounds and be in like really good condition is really fucking hard to do it is it's not easy and if you are doing it and you're not a pro athlete like you're probably like this is your lifestyle here like you're probably one of us because it's just it's a really rare thing you don't see a lot of dudes 210 pounds who are just ripped all the time and you've you've built a lifestyle to support something that most people would have to die for that they'll never be able to do sustainably because they don't have all these incentives in place, like filming around the holidays. You know, like yeah, every people are going to gain some weight. It's probably not as much as it, it's been advertised, but um, again, like you got to be. And it, by the way, it's okay. It's okay to gain a little bit of weight on 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 during Christmas. Now, on a week to week basis, no. Like so, you know. The, 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 but but like people that have to do this type of stuff, um, you know. It is. It's a sack. Like you, you go in knowing that. Yeah, I just I got to keep it tight. And honestly, I will say that's the only thing. Well, not the only thing that's great about getting older because there are some things. It's not, it's not all bad. Um, but you, you just you're much smarter about it, and you know, you know. Uh, instead of it's it's four slices of pizza. You know your number. I know after about four or five slices of pizza, I've maxed out the joy, and anything more is just it's gluttony for me at this at this age. Even if I could keep going. Uh, in the past, you know, I would just go to 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 whole pizzas because <laughs> I mean it, I looked at all the shit I did to get here to this point in the week, and uh, I you know it, it's that it's that damaging mentality that can happen. But uh, you got, again like and people give you a log and like yeah, I had pizza and sushi. It's like well how, how how many slices? How many pieces? I don't give a fuck about what you. Ha- I need to know the amount. The volume. What's the volume? Yeah. And uh, you know it's probably not a couple slices. It's hard to put uh, put brakes on that if you haven't acquired that skill over time. Yes. And so I don't even, like, put myself in a position to be unsuccessful. No. I just don't want to be around it or I'll choose to go somewhere else. Because if you're in the environment – and but again, that's taking time, though, too. And I equate it to, like, because you don't drink alcohol. And if I go somewhere, like – and again, like, I grew up, you know, drinking booze. And I couldn't control it for a long time. And now I can because my fucking brain is like a prison – that I'm locked in. So if I go, I'm like, well, I'll have two whiskeys and that's cool. But you'll never talk me into three because I won't fucking do it. I won't get caught up in the moment. And I'm not trying to crush Heather here, um, but I'm going to. Uh, she'll get caught up in the moment. I say, hey, Heather, I'm having two drinks and eight o'clock we're fucking out. And it's, you know, 8.15 and she's fucking having a ball because she's had a couple drinks and that's fine and she can control it and she's healthy doing that. But I'm not that person. Like, this is my heart out and I need to go there. The point of me sharing that story is if you're the person who can't stop at three pieces of pizza and you're going to eat two whole pizzas, maybe don't go to the pizza place for that meal. Yeah. Like just really 
look at it from afar first and ask, like, is this going to take away from me the next day and the next day and the next day, or can I control myself around these things? And that's tough to do, man. It really is. It is. No, it's it's been a journey, and I feel like finally uh, been been working on this eating thing since I was 14, and now at 40, like, oh, shit, okay, I, I, I could still, like, I got a little extra fat in my, my low abs and love handle area. And, and, and there's, and what I'm trying to do is slowly find the least painful way to get rid of that by making like small adjustments. It might take me three to five years, but if I look better at 45 than I do now, everyone's winning. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm willing to take the time. I, I got to do this for at least another 10 and do it at the highest of levels. So I can wait till I'm 50 to look my best, but it's way more impressive. It is. It, it becomes more impressive. So that that's the piece too. A lot of people at this age uh, have to be willing to maybe do a rebuild in their body that could take three to five years and have a payoff of thirty to fifty years, but a willingness to sacrifice all ego and work on all the things you suck at that are holding your true potential back. By the way, this is not just in the gym, in, in life. Yeah. Because what do you do the first forty years of your life? You do what comes easy to you, and then you start to lose some raw gifts, and now you find okay. Wow, I, 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 how much of an idiot am I? I have never even looked at the weaknesses. And, oh, wait, these have been the anchors and the roadblocks uh, that are truly needing my attention. So um, and that, that, is, that is what fitness has always meant to me, man, because the, you overcome an injury, you prove to yourself you can do something you, you never could do before. That was 10 years. Like 10 years ago, it wasn't even the realm of possibility. And then you're like, oh, shit, I might, not, I might be an idiot, but – I can build a business. I'll just I'll take all these winning habits and I'll apply it to something that makes me money. Well, it's the the awesome thing about fitness is because it doesn't give a fuck about anything. No, and that's no. like when I like we still coach groups obviously and I'll coach them and I show up and there's people there who are the richest of the rich and people there who, you know, base, barely have enough money to pay us and there's people there who their life is awesome and everything's great and there's people there who are getting divorced and their life's falling apart. And it doesn't matter. Like the assault bike doesn't give a fuck. No. Like the same lessons apply to everybody across the board and you can learn the same things and you can take them if you can make the connection, which is hard for people to do. If I can be awesome here split squatting, I can be awesome at home too. If you really can connect those two things, and it's tough to do a lot of times because sometimes you leave it in the gym, but if you can take it, it's like, okay, if I got, dude, if you can get through some of these terrible ass fucking workouts, like you can do normal people shit. Oh yeah. Pretty fucking sure. easy. I tell people like, if you can come in the gym and die, you can take that to your office job or take it to your house. And like, it's a different thing, but it's the same thing. It is. It really is. And that's tough for people to understand sometimes. Uh, let me do a couple of these real quick. Um, what's this one? Is Metcon the same as CrossFit? No. Um, I would say CrossFit is the most punishing and intense form of Metcon. In a, <laughs> like it's, it's a way to do it in, in, a, in its most miserable way. In a sport capacity. Sure. It's a sport. It's a sport of like, it's like, what's uh, Kenny Loggins? Like, I'm not, I, I play real sports. I'm not trying to be the fucking best <laughs> at exercise. We actually inscribed it on our Metcon belt. I like that. Um, but it's the truth though. Like it's a sport of who can lift this shit the fastest or move it the quickest. And I mean, I'm not talking shit about it, but it's just a really, in a lot of, in a lot of settings, like an unsafe way. Yeah. It's, to it, do it. It, it is the most miserable form of Metcon. It, it uses all the most advanced training tools. I would say the most dangerous, most dangerous. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know how they do it. 
we talked about this in the last one. Like I, I would be. Well, the first twenty minutes we talked shit about. We did, CrossFit. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. It's a, it's a great. It's if people like it, yeah. It's not, but it's, it's the same, but it's not the same. Like we do, we take, and again, I like a lot of things that they do. I really do. So what I've done from afar, because obviously we've, you know, you know, got to meet some of these people up close, like Colleen Fosh, probably the my closest example, because she's been on the pod like five times. She lives by us. And I see what she's done. I look at the stuff. And I'm like, I'll just take the best pieces of it. Sure. And I'll put it into our machine and I'll remix it in a safer way. So we can crush you, but the risk of injury goes down drastically if we put governors on it. But that's what anybody should do. It's like I wouldn't look at the NBA and say, well, you guys should play in a, a rec league and play 82 fucking games a year. Oh, and by the way, travel around the country and do it. Like, no, play your 12 games at lifetime for an hour and, like, you know, run three-point line to three-point line and play. That's a safer, better option. And by the way, this also – this is, I will give Men's Health credit. They were on the pulse of this, mainly and mainly because they had enough people over 40 working there. But if you're under 40, or especially if you're under 30, getting crushed is like – it's a goal. It may, not, it may be the biggest goal of your workout. If you're over 40, and you'll find out very – you'll find out in a year, Jeremy, like <laughs> it, it's no longer the goal. In fact, you want the opposite. People do not want to get crushed when they're over 40. And that, that, that was something the magazine really tried to focus on is, uh, you know, again, like we, if, the, if these guys get crushed, they feel bad about themselves and they feel like they're, they've lost their youth. And no, it, it, and this is why things have to evolve because our motivations evolve and our needs evolve. We don't need to get crushed over 40. Uh, we need to be mindful of all the miles we've already accumulated, pick our spots, and think about what it's going to be like to be 50 and 60, and 70, and 80. And the, the, the closer you get to that wheelchair, bro, the, the quality of life, not only like it go like exponential returns to exercise, exponential losses the moment you start losing uh, the ability to walk, you know, so the um, that, that it really becomes quality of life. And uh, that that was one thing I didn't when I was 30, even at 35, I didn't get that I'm like, No, these motherfuckers, they want to get they want to get destroyed. Um, but you know, that, that's part of it, too, is that, um, <laughs> like, we, we have to be willing to also evolve the way we do our, our shit because our audience is going to get older with us. Well, I think, again, now I'm doing it in a way where it's not – you're getting crushed, but you're choosing to. No, you do it safely. We give them the ability to regress it as they need to inside of it. 100%. Like, I do – I will say, like, with the – maybe the, like, the rep counts – or the AMRAP stuff, like if you're not dumb, like you can get an awesome workout and crush yourself, but take a ton of rest time and scale it the way you need to. And I would hope that's what people take from it. Yeah. And not like, hey, I'm going to do this. Because even in my training, if I'm being honest, like I'll do one like heavier upper day, like one heavier lower day, and then do another upper and lower day that's not as taxing. And sometimes it's just step ups, lunges, push a sled, whatever it may be, but they're not both brutally awful both days. And I'll do one Metcon day, like legitly with our people. But sometimes those will take twenty one minutes. Yeah. Like they're not long in the longer ones are way less intense. The worst ones we fucking do, if I'm being honest with you guys, are like a one minute on, three minute off. The <sighs> fucking worst. Because wow. these people are good enough to do it. So it's like and we'll, it's like death row. Assault bike. Ski row erg bike and we might have a four spot of just like 
you got to just do a lap around the fucking building and just jog it just to like take clear, clear that shit out. And yeah. people are like, what do you mean? I go, well, you ride the bike for a minute and you're not doing your max because you can't because we'll repeat that for, let's say, 30, you know, 40 minutes. But really, you're working out for about 16 minutes total in the 40 minutes and you don't feel worse then there's nothing like I'd rather fucking row 10,000 meters than do that because that shit will kill me. But I do it once a week and it was only 16 minutes of effort. Yep. And that's the difference where when I was younger and I've talked about this on here before, I used to think if like when Dave and Ben and I used to lift together, like you got to die. Like we got to fucking die every day. And if I wasn't like squatting or deadlifting, it wasn't even hard. I'm like, this isn't even a workout. Like, which is ridiculous. Now, I would, I would key into work. Like, I'm keying in the door. And not just my body hurts, but my fucking life energy is gone. Yep. And I'm thinking, this is like Monday. Can I take a nap on, like, Tuesday? Because I'm looking at the, the two days from now because I'm just so fucked already. And I haven't even started my 10-hour work day. <laughs> like, that's the shit I used to do. But now I'm like, yeah, I can't do that, dude. The, the real, one of the big obstacles for people, too, is the inability to do submaximal work. So let's say you can do 10 push-ups. The fastest way to get to 20 is to start doing sets of five. Do five sets of five. Actually, So here's a six-month program to double your push-ups. That won't take a lot of time and effort. You start with three sets of five. Perfect reps. Control the descent, pause the bottom, let those titties touch the floor, own it, come back up, inhale down, exhale up, make it really clean, film yourself, make sure it's perfect. And start stringing together those flawless reps. Then it's four sets of five. Then it's five sets of five. The next month, repeat with six reps. Three, four, five set accumulation. You get some built-in recovery. Then seven, eight. Once you can do five sets of 10, you can now do a set of 20 pull-ups after three to five days rest. And you will have given your joints enough time to accommodate to what is essentially do double output. If I could tell you today that you would go from, if you would double your income in a year. Now you might be able to do better, but like, Guarantee double your income in a year. Sign or, me I'm up. sorry, six months. I'll, sign, du- I'll double your income. Sign me up, bro. Double your income and you won't have a fucking, uh, there will be no elbow pain or shoulder pain. So, uh, but who's, who's going to put in six months for, for 10 reps? I just had two. You know, like think about it. I just had two dudes and they're both fit. Um, they work out with us and they're both heavier. One's like two, 215. The other guy's probably 225. Um, both tall dudes. They're like, hey, we're we're gonna challenge. They both work together. We're gonna challenge each other. We want to get to twenty pull-ups. What do you suggest? I'm like, lose a hundred pounds, real quick. And I'm joking when I fucking say that because yeah. you're over two hundred pounds, man. Oh, dude, it's always it's always gonna be hard. It's tough, but I'm like, well, how many can you do? And the one guy could do seven, and the other guy could do like three. I'm like, well, how about we just get to ten, bro? And I give him the same protocol. I'm like, well, just pick a timer. If you got ten minutes, like, if can you do two? every minute on the minute for 10 minutes or three or whatever the number is yeah. and just commit to doing that. Every time you come in here, maybe it's just five minutes. It's these little things though. I go, because that will build on itself. hundred percent. But they, it's always the, well, how do I get to 20? I'm like, well, dude, if you've never made a hundred thousand dollars um, and you're making 10 right now, just focus on making 20, then 30, then 40, then 50. Don't go to a fucking like this outer space number. Yeah. But we tend to do that. Well, that doesn't, uh, that will get you there. It's really those little protocols, but just doing it every day. Exactly. Or, or finding a cadence you can commit to. Just like you talked about earlier, like if you're a busy professional, what is something you guys can set up where you're not willing to just talk yourself out of it and quit? Because if I'm being honest, like we have a uh, partnership with like Core Power Yoga and it's great. It's close to our gym. 
Um, our members can go there a couple times a month for free. Like we have like reciprocity oh, nice. with them. I never fucking go um, because it's an hour and I got to drive there. And then when I come out, I'll be the grossest human ever. So I got to shower. So it's a two hour investment in my day. Now, would it benefit me in some ways? For sure. Sure. But I'll talk myself out of it every day because it's two hours. If they told me it was 20 minutes, I can talk myself into that. But that's what people do. They'll set this crazy goal. It's got to be this and this and this. And you can talk yourself out of it all day. Really fast here. Where are my last ones? One, I need him to post his egg pizza skillet recipe. <laughs> okay. The legendary pizza eggs? Yeah. I guess somebody wants it back. Uh, this person asked, any thoughts on CMOS? Everyone is talking about it nowadays. CMOS? I've never heard of it. I know Randy Moss is awesome, but I don't know what One fucking... One of the best. I don't know what CMOS is. That seems a little crazy to me. Uh, this guy... These are, a lot of these are fucking weird. Um, people are crazy. Um, who'd win in an arm, arm wrestling contest? Between you and I? Yeah. I think you'd beat me. I don't know, man. Uh, you've got you've got insane pulling strength and grip strength based on what I've seen you do in pull-ups. Um, There's a guy on Instagram I follow. I don't follow many people. He's like, is it the he's like the the whispering biker, but he's like an arm wrestler, and he'll arm wrestle people and he'll talk to them the whole time. Pull your shoulder forward. Yeah, that's good. Good job. <laughs> and then he just fucking just smokes them, but he yeah. lets them go for like minutes. It's impressive. It, it, honestly, I I think it might, it might depend on the day. Um, yeah. and, um, if they're willing to pay us big money, I feel like maybe, maybe big, a year from now we fucking do like, f- we do, we do the podcast, but we do, we start with a fucking arm wrestling match. I feel like you have bigger joints than me though. I, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm How big naturally. Are Cause it's like, you, I think you might have bigger feet and hands. Um, but if I turn my hat backwards, I'll for sure to be you. That, Link, that might be the key. Lincoln Hawk. Over, well, that's the thing. Too. Over the top. What are the rules? Are we are we strapping in? Is this like pure elbow flexion, or is like the way the way a lot of people arm wrestle? Man, it's full body. I know. So then you, then I think you get me. Yeah, I mean, I think if if it was full body, um, you know, I, I I just if I'm being honest, I think you have an upper body edge, but but you're just a bigger person. But I might be I might be able to put my weight my ass into it. You know. I know. Well, it's like it's there's a, and that's what I tell people. It's like when you watch like fighting, right? There's the guys who are who are fighting at 185, but they're naturally like 220. Yeah, and they cut, or the guy who's barely cuts weight at all. That's the difference. Yeah, like where I'm this heavy, but by like insane effort, you got down to this heavy. Yeah, by insane effort. There we met in the middle, but I'm not naturally a light heavyweight. Yeah, I mean basically, if we went up weight classes, that's I would es- exponentially get an advantage against you. Yeah. Because I I, I, it take, I have to sacrifice strength to be this lean. Um, like if we're in the UFC, you're at 205. Oh, yeah. No, I, I could, and, and dying to be there, by the way. Yeah. Dying. I'm cutting to like at least 185. Probably. Yeah. If I could be hungry, maybe 170. Yeah. No, it, that that's the truth. Like I, that'd be, I, I couldn't get under 200 pounds if I tried. That's crazy. I could easily. It, it couldn't I, happen. I could probably do it in a week. But just don't eat a couple times. I, I believe it. Yeah. I'd be hungry. I look great probably. But peak, he might be peak. I'd be fucking, like Skeletor. I'd be fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah, dude. it might be too much. Uh, I'm about to pee my pants, too. Um, these are all pretty good. Um, who else? David Lorenzo asks if he can be like us in a year with a crying face because he knows. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, I think all these how to improve push-ups as a beginner, which you already answered. Well, also, I'd add to that, uh, start with planks. 
the, if you if you don't master the plank, you will never master the push-up. So the plank program I mentioned in the beginning, um, and getting that habit in place, and then and then eventually you could you could approach it with uh, okay once I've once you can do a two-minute plank with <laughs> effortlessly, start trying to uh, gradually build up to one minute of push-ups. You start with 10 seconds, 15, 20, 30. You know, you can keep adding five seconds of work, or you can make it rep-based. But again, I, I, I'm a time guy because uh, time is the, the most important component when it comes to finding fitness solutions for people. How much time can we put in? That's it. It's just time. We have to figure out the, the proper time for each individual that's sustainable and then the frequency on top of that. So that's the question there. Well, and just like how consistent can you be doing it? Yes. Like just do it all the fucking time. I've shared the story in here a million times. Like I did split squats for a whole year. I love, I love that after medicine. Yeah. It was fucking miserable. Like I met and I, I'll let, we'll get off after this, but I remember <laughs> asking you like when we're there, I go, did you really do this? Like program? I'm like, did you really do this? Cause it was so fucking terrible. Yeah. I'm like, why would you create this? Like, this is awful because that, that audience, if they, if I didn't crush them so bad, I know, I know it's dude. Do you know how dumb that was? Like, I know I'm not saying that negatively. No, it's a great, it's, okay. it's a great fucking program, dude. The it rest, is what it is. the rest times were, it's like what we do at our stuff. Um, Hey guys, you got to, th- um, we're, like when we do sometimes our, our one minute on like four minutes off, it's one minute on four minutes off, but you got to run around the building with a 45 pound plate in that rest time. And you have to die for a minute. That's not a fucking rest. No, you're fucked. But that's what we did on that program. I don't even remember what it was, whatever you hell you called it. Um, hey, you have a rest, but you're gonna do burpees in the rest. People don't make video games that you can easily beat. It's really what it is. <laughs> if there, if you if you can beat the game, the game sucks. God, but I remember that. Like I was there, and I'm like after that, I did split squats for a whole year. It does change you though. Those things do change you for sure. And realize like, okay, I'm like super fit, but I can be. What's well, the way I think of? That experience for sure. And like I, we have a friend who um, has like what qualified for Kona, like a legit Ironman. And then you'd see like the things he'd do and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're not the same. <laughs> like he's running a marathon at the very end of oh like the God. Ironman and his, his marathon time's like 3.30. So he's doing eight fucking minute miles after he swam for two and a half miles and biked 125 miles. And then you're like, okay, yeah, we're not the same. No. My point is, is like in that program, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm super fit, but I'm missing whatever this is. So if I can just do this now, it's like, fuck, I'm a different level of fitness. By but, the way, you talked about frame. I do not have the frame for a marathon. Maybe I could find a way to do it. I don't know if I could. I'm just being honest. Like I respect people that do it. No, you but, could, you could do it, but I, I do not have the frame for it. The cost to my body long-term is, and again, uh, I, I actually have a friend who was, he initially lost weight through a marathon. Um, but in the process of losing the weight, which is what happens to a lot of people that just cardio waste is he lost his muscle mass. And then the, the rebound and the weight gain was, was massive. And then now he, he's left with a metabolism that is lower overall than it was before he started the whole process. Yeah. And he was thinking about, well, cause people will associate what they lost weight with as a solution. So like that, that's, that's the bias, right? So if you initially lost weight with a low carb diet, you think you always need a low carb diet to be lean. Not true. It just it, – that was what worked at that time, right? That, that may have served your needs for whatever reason during that time. But not long-term. Exactly. But you may have lost 50 pounds during the marathon, but look what that did to your body. And ask yourself how much the volume of exercise required to be to, – to, to, I mean, like, to maintain that. Um, and then also not, not, on top of that, not having the frame for it, 
disastrous. Well, I say you could do – you've met my buddy Ben. Yeah. 6'9". Yeah, 6'9", what, 270? If, he, if he's a pound, he's a good – between 270 and 300. Oh, okay. Like, he's a fucking – Dude, he's like – remember – so, I, I – go ahead. I met a dude who's bigger than him like two weeks ago. Really? There was some fitness conference in Scottsdale. I don't know who was putting it on, whatever. Like a bunch of people were talking at it. I think oh, some of them I do know. I'm not going to say their names. <laughs> um, and I'm sure it was great. Uh, but anyways, this dude came in. His Instagram is like something seven feet. He's seven one. Oh, my God. And I've, what did he tell me he weighed? 330? He's fucking huge. Because he took a picture with me, and I'm like, Jesus, don't fucking post this. Because everybody would be like, what are you, 5'2"? But he was, yeah, fucking the, one of the biggest people I've ever been around. Like, not just, like, in terms of hikes. Like, one of our old roommates was, like, 6'10". But he was just huge. He's anyways, a giant man. Yeah. Like, it, I looked like I was fucking 4'2 next to him. But anyways, Ben ran a half marathon. Wow. Um, a while, a while back. But I remember, like, it crushed him, though. Like that just takes everything out of you. I've done I've done eight miles before, man. But like I got to that point, like what what's next? Nine? (laughs) I mean, like what where do I go from here? And it it take it takes not like sixty to ninety minutes based on the day. I'm like, "Eh, this this just never stops, and uh, I and I hate it. So you know that's 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 part of it too. And uh, by the way, Shaq at one point was four hundred pounds. I I've been saying this for decades. Like this is like a college thing with some of my roommates, but they won't believe me that. He got up to 400, and he has a new documentary on HBO. And his third year with the Lakers, like they're going for the third championship in that three-peat, like 2002. Yeah. He was 395. He confirmed it. I mean, bro. Well, that's uh, – you ever seen that, like, it's like – I think it's a Kenyon Martin interview. And they always ask, like, you know, who's the hardest person to guard? And he's like, Shaquille O'Neal. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, nobody can guard him. Unguardable. He, he goes, father time. Is the only person that could guard that Shaq. Was, that was true. He goes, there's nothing else. Because it's just like the most dominating thing you've ever seen. Imagine being 400 fucking pounds. Being 150 pounds heavier than the next biggest guy. But like fast though too. Like could dribble. At one point, man, like ran the full court. It's crazy, dude. I think people forget. Like he, he, ran, he ran the full court at 295. So, dude, that, that that's what's so uh, – I had to share that because just – no, people don't appreciate uh, – I don't think they appreciate him for what he was. Well, they say, oh, he's just big. I'm like, no, there's, no, no, a, no. there's a lot of big people, dude. Like, there's a lot of – again, there's a lot of big dudes who are kind of suck in the NBA. I'm like, he was all-time, dude. He could break dance, young Shaq. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> young Shaq would dribble up the entire floor and, like, do a drop-off pass or just, like, pipe yeah. it on somebody. Like, go back to those magic days. God, he was so special. With like, Penny – Oh, my God, dude. Mm. Great fucking teams. Um, we're at three hours and ten minutes. I'm about to pee my pants Let's close here. it out. You, your bladder is not as good as mine. I can, I can, I'm like a camel. Well, I drank a whole coffee and this Gatorade here, but I worked out hard before, so I would sweat. That was okay. my whole thing. Um, the last question, somebody did ask you, how is he doing mentally and physically? I'm assuming they heard the last episode. Yeah, no, uh, mentally, uh, I, I think I've rebuilt – my mind for the next 40 plus years, hopefully, God willing. Uh, physically, um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm just starting my fitness journey properly. Like uh, I've got all the knowledge and I, I'm, I'm fixing some, some, uh, some things. Um, and I'm excited about, I'm actually excited about my training for the first time in a long time. And I'm excited to push myself a little bit too. Cause again, like we talked about, man, like I, I wanna, we, it's not just the way you look. Uh, I know we talked about that earlier, but it's also like, 
people want to see us continue to do like cool things physically. You know, like we have to keep pushing ourselves to do what's possible as you get older and, and pr- just show someone that it is possible. You don't have to, you don't have to aspire to this. Cause again, we do things at a wholly, wholly different level and we, this is our job, but the but habits though, the habits. And then, you know, just you, uh, what, what's most important for our demographic is to know that age is not an excuse. And, and leading by example is, is important for me in that regard. And I hope I can t- continue to do that from both a, from all three mind, body, business. Uh, so I appreciate the question. And, uh, I'm in a completely different space than I was a year ago, and I'm grateful that I could come back here and, and uh, maybe put a bow on that initial three-hour conversation we had a year ago, man. Yeah, it's weird because the stuff you're doing now, though, like because Monica, who's been with me for nine years, will look at it, and I'm like, how long did this shit take you to do? Like some of your YouTube stuff. Oh, my God, you spent two years doing one fucking video. Like it's <laughs> insane to watch. Like even your emails, I said earlier, I'm like, this email must have took you – an hour to put together because you did one video uh was it 40 the 41 you did top 40 uh exercise top fit over 40 exercises for free 48 minute video by the way like the long the longest video that a uh, fitness video that's been on youtube probably in a very long time um but dude so much detail like you talk through 40 exercises I do. And, With and, captions. And each one was designed to be 59 seconds or less so that I could turn that into 40 different pieces of short-form marketing content. And also, they were, they were search-based. How to do side plank, how to do front plank, how to do abs wheel rollouts. Not sexy, but, man, the, the, the best delivery of the basics that I, personally I've seen on I'm biased. I put a lot of work into it, but uh, no one's no one's on the basics like that in a while. And it's not sexy, but it's what we need because a lot of people stop working out during the pandemic, and we we have a choice. At this, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the movie Shawshank Redemption for a couple of reasons. Number one, people don't know this; it actually didn't do well in theaters, which and is crazy. It, which is crazy. And then all of a sudden, people started seeing that at home, and it's like, well, this is a this is a transformative tour de force movie. And the quote that people one of the big quotes in that movie is you get busy living or get busy dying. And the last couple of years has never, I've never been in a situation in my life, my lifetime where I felt that statement to be more true because everything's different now. I don't think it's ever going to return to exactly what it was. And, and this is history, you know, like some, some things repeat itself and then some things change forever. I think we've approached that clearly in the last couple of years. And um, so the, the choice really is like, you want to start living your life again, man? Like, do you want to just start doing the things that maybe used to matter to you that haven't mattered for whatever reason, the stress, the depression, the anxiety, the angst, um, this is what it is now. So like get busy living or get busy dying, live your life. And I will tell you this, you don't have to look like Jeremy Scott to benefit from fitness. And so just pick and choose whatever Jeremy is telling you that resonates, that's sustainable. All of it works. You can't do it all right away, but pick a couple things, be consistent with it, and uh, start living in fucking 2023. We got to start moving on with our fucking lives. It's been brutal, but um, we got to turn the page. Well, like very much like Shawshank, you just got to crawl through 500 yards of shit, man. <laughs> to get to, that's the one thing I to think. To get about. out of prison. Dude, I've talked about that on here like probably 50 times. I go, man, I just feel like Andy Dufresne, man. I'm just army crawling through shit for 500 yards. I go, but then you fucking get out, dude. And then you get out. That's really what it is. That's every journey, though. 
for the most part. Uh, where can these guys find you at if they don't follow you already? I'm at BJ Gador on all outlets. Uh, my my site with all the programmings, you won't forget it, thedailybj.com. I still get people messaging me saying, you would not believe what my wife said when she saw the monthly bill. I mean, hey. <laughs> and then YouTube is the same? Uh, YouTube, yeah. Uh, everything at B-J-G-A-D-D-O-U-R. And, uh, you know, that's uh, the, if you're going to pick one platform, I would say YouTube just because um, it's all it's evergreen content, meaning it always matters, and it's very easy to find and searchable. It's free. Um, it's free. It's also where I have the smallest following. You put you've been heavy on YouTube. Though. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna break YouTube. Yeah, I'm that'll gonna, be. I'm, I'm gonna break it, and uh, they're gonna send me that fucking plaque when I pass 100k, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the streets and dance because it'll it'll it, it this YouTube has been the hardest for me of all of them because uh, it's a job, man. Dude, it, it, it's it, it's. But if you make it to the other end of YouTube, um, the people that I know that have that have broken through and, and, and taken the time, the years, and the reps to figure out the algorithm, um, you you can live off of YouTube. You can't live off of Instagram. No. Well, it's crazy because the dude. So on Sunday, uh, Ken was on. He's at three hundred and some thousand on YouTube, but his money, you know, talking like millions and millions of dollars oh, yeah. in real estate. He didn't even know you got paid on it. Really? He didn't know there was money in the account until they had it. They had to like they check with the guy who set it up. And like, I think the guy was, I don't know if what I should say or not, but I basically, they, they figured out there was money in the account, but he yep. didn't even know he was getting paid. He's like, Oh yeah, I didn't even know it made money. And he had 300,000 people on YouTube. And I was like, Oh yeah, shit, this makes money. I'm like, yeah, bro. Cause now people are running ads and all the crazy shit that's on there. If he, if he's doing three, if he has 300,000, um, he was, he's most likely doing probably at least 3000 a month. Think about that. You didn't even know there's money in there, and they're just paying you month after month after month, and you wake up like, oh fuck, there's real money here. Yeah, now. no, there's, and that, that's just like, dude, it just lives forever. And by the way, as it as it ages, it, it gets more embedded in the search. It's mailbox money. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that that's 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 real. Like, if you're a content creator, and you aren't investing, like to me, the number one focus for content creator it must be YouTube, and then you everything else, bases off of that. And then by the way, that's that's someone who has over half a million on Facebook and a nearly 300,000 on Instagram. And the power of the 37,000 people I have on YouTube trumps those combined. And crazy, man. And it's a long, again, it's a long game. It is. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to play the long game and, and make how to do hollow body holds. But it pays off. But you'll be seeing my fat ass demonstrating at the top of Google in no time. I appreciate it, dude. Always gold, man. I'm sure this one will crush. Dude, I'm, I'm honored, man. I cannot believe that first episode was the most listened. That, yeah. that, that's like that. That deeply touched me. But I, you, you, you mean you got pretty real on there? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went. It cut pretty deep. But there's a lot of good shit on there too, where we're talking shit, just like this one. But they're all money, man. This this one is definitely, I think, a little more uh, positive, upbeat. Um, I appreciate you. Give BJ a follow, you guys. If you don't, he puts out like some of the best shit that's out there. Um, I don't watch a lot of people's stuff, but his is stuff that I actually learn from, and I wouldn't be here without him. So. Appreciate Much love, you, man. man. Love you guys. I wish you the best. Health, wealth, and happiness in 2023. Uh, and if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, don't be a lazy ass. Drop it a five-star. Leave a comment. Same thing for Spotify. And if you guys want a free sample of greens, hit me up. I'll get them to you. And as always, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live, and the 47-Day Transformation is on there, too, our first premium option. So check it out. All that stuff will be in the show notes. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.